Hello, and welcome to the third annual Academy Academy, the show that discovers the absolute, undeniable, and scientifically proven greatest performance in your favorite actor's esteemed career. I'm Don Saunderson. I'm uh, Patrick Gremion, yeah. And welcome to the Academy. How are you doing today, Patrick? We got a big matchup. Oh, man, I'm doing good. Uh, I just uh, delivered my uh, ballot. Uh, Just voted like a a pro. Uh, Civic duty. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm Captain Civic. Uh, I drive a Honda Civic. No, I don't. I drive a Mitsubishi. (laughs) I drive a Mitsubishi Outlander, which is actually not that bad. It's okay. It's okay. Gets decent mileage. No Civic. Well, that's good. I'm glad that you fulfilled your Civic duty and took care of that. We are... We have yet to have a chance to. We want to take the time, look at those down ballot candidates, really get it right this time. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I, you know, I just uh, looked at like, you know, I pulled up. I went on Google and I searched uh, the my affiliations, like, uh, you know, what the what they want me to vote for, and I read it and I made sure it was all kosher, you know. Nice. And I'm yeah, nice. I am the the. I'm voting. I was going to make a joke about voting for Joe Jorgensen, but I can't even joke about it. It feels too dire and grim. (laughs) I I, I had this idea for like trying to write a sketch about a guy who accidentally filled in Trump and then just had like a complete panic attack meltdown because he didn't read the ballot correctly and filled in the wrong bubble. But I just thought that that was just, um, it's no time for those kind of jokes. That would be a fun, I mean, like, I guess uh, that would, yeah, that's like a seppuku. That, I'd, I wouldn't seppuku, that'd be rude. I wouldn't. <laughs> Somebody does the seppuku like you do. Oh, there we go. Yeah, yeah. Now that's, now that's but, a bit, um, that's money. But yeah, I think, um, you know, we, people come to this podcast for insightful voting and political. Yeah, that's true. We are, I mean, tre- if anything, we are trenchant and... Uh, observational i i know the crooked media people were taking a hard look at picking this show up <laughs> oh yeah dan pfeiffer's been to my house four times and you know what he loved out of africa anyway yeah. let's get to our guest this week she is an amazing human being amazing person also i happen to be married to her but that is beside the point when you talk about her podcast everything is scary talk about her ifc show filling is mutual I'm talking about Jen Saunderson. Jen, welcome to the Academy. Hi, I'm married to you. And a Meryl Streep head. <laughs> <laughs> I was the one who was like, yeah, I think it, Meryl Streep would be a good one to go after. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take all the credit. <laughs> none of it, none of it. It's no, all on she, the table. She's, she's our silent guru. <laughs> oh, yeah. She's, she's, she's the puppet master. From the behind the scenes. I'm literally behind the scenes of Don trying to slink away from the background to get snacks while he does the podcast. I had to sleep on the back porch for a week after Julie and Julia lost. Yeah, that's uh, my go-to movie when I'm on a plane. That's my my safety. That you is... can't just drag that through the mud. That, that movie is like the like the essence of a plane movie, like the like the, the platonic <laughs> ideal of a plane movie, yeah, yeah. like the, the like the 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 er TBS film, like just like yeah, just ah man, yeah, what a good I lo- I love that energy too. Sometimes you just want like you just want like uh, it's like you want a meal at TGI Fridays. Sometimes you want Julie and Julia, like you need that energy. 
You just want to pretend that the movie's only Julia. Yes. And there's yes. no Julie. <laughs> and you're yeah. just getting to watch a biopic of Julia Child. That's all you want. And you just you hope that the that the pilot just interrupts all the Julie parts. So, like that's fine. Oh man. We've uh, talked so much shit about Julie Powell that she's gonna blog about us angrily. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, that means we can't go to the Smithsonian and leave a little thing of butter nope. at her at her uh, fake uh, <laughs> her fake kitchen. What a shame! I don't know. I mean, if she's anything like the character Julie Powell in the movie, she doesn't have any. Uh, she. Computer she doesn't skills? have any self awareness. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! Well, Jen. We're so happy to have you on the show. You're so funny and smart, and we expect you, you have to, to say that. I want to say that. <laughs> I feel um, like this is forced. No, I it's know. not. It's not. But what's what, what? I don't. I actually don't know it. What is your Streep story? Your history with Meryl Streep? Your first memories of the queen of cinema? I think you do know this. Like. For me, one of the early movies that I just fell in love with, with Meryl Streep, in particular in horror, was Death Becomes Her. I love that movie so much. Very confusing movie for me when I saw Isabella Rossellini wearing nothing. I was like, huh. (laughs) All right. This is, that's hot. Um, (laughs) But also, like, Meryl Streep and Goldie Hawn in that movie are just so electric and so fun they it feels almost like improv between the two of them they're just ah they're so good that movie is a hidden gem of the early 90s and it makes me sad that more younger millennials and gen z folk aren't aware of that because i mean we grew up with a lot of goldie hawn uh, (laughs) as kids because she was still you know very very in the zeitgeist and everything and now She's not, you know, she's pretty retired. And I just, I hope more people check out that movie because it's also a film where Bruce Willis, a Bruce Willie, because I love how (laughs) 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 I love that sketch. And Bruce Willis is ridiculous in that movie. Just crazy. And... So I haven't I haven't seen it yet. Is it like a full on? Is he like a full on zany comedy person in that movie? Or? He there's there's a beautiful moment where he yells, "It's another miracle!" and then there's lightning behind him. Very like, <laughs> is this a hammer film? What's happening? <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's fantastic. Um, you also Don, you also know I love the movie The Iron Lady. I'm not a big Margaret Thatcher fan, but. I love, I love Meryl Streep as, as the Iron Lady when she says, like, with all due respect, sir, I go to battle. I go to war every day of my life. And I just go, oh, she's just talking about being a woman. And it just, like, it's, oh, I love it. And then we know Julie and Julia. And then I noticed it wasn't, I don't think it's on your list. Uh, mm. It's kind of a... Another movie that doesn't have a lot of love, which I I felt it should have because it has a, a, just an absolute banger cast, is Evening from 2007. Oh, ah, okay. And yeah. she plays this character, which also her daughter plays her as a younger woman, which is, which is, I think, the first time I saw 
them do that because I know that's happened a few times but she has this line that is one of my favorite Meryl Streep lines and because there's her friend and she's on her deathbed and her daughters are there and uh, Meryl Streep is trying to help them through this process and she says your mother had her whole life she sang at my wedding she raised two girls we can't know everything she did. We are mysterious creatures, aren't we? And at the end, so much of it turns out not to matter. And it just, oh, that line. I just love it so much. I mean, the rest of the movie's okay, but that line, <laughs> it's like, I mean, of course, you're going to give it to Meryl Streep. Like, so many, so many parts. It's just like, you know what? This movie, I don't know, but give Meryl Streep five minutes and it'll be fine. And it's like an example. Her MO in recent years is just, just to drop by for a five to 15 minute segment in these movies and kill it and yeah. then drop the mic yeah. and see you later. Yeah. Just like, well, we know I'm talented. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm good. Yeah, no big deal. No biggie. Uh, also, because <laughs> I love knowing about people's relationships too much, that's also the movie I think that uh, Claire Danes met her husband. Uh, I think it's like Hugh Darcy or something. Anyway, oh, I know wow. too much about dating because I because <laughs> Don will come into the room and he'll just see me on who's dating who dot com. John Cazale, Don Gummer, just two men in Meryl's life. Oh man, <laughs> the two best men. The two best men, John Cazale, Don Gummer. Oh, like man. only a six month gap between. Hey man, you know what? I will say that like. That's like better because if I had a spouse, like it'd be the same scenario, but instead of like whosdating.com, it'd be like the Donkey Kong Country Wikia or something. <laughs> I'd be like, like, yep, it's just me learning about the uh, the lore of Funky Kong, just learning about how he's related to the family Kong. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, I think they did an episode of Donkey Kong on that. Um that video game show that's streaming right now on Netflix. And they got sued by King Kong by Universal because of the similarities. Weird. You know that was originally going to be like a Popeye video game? I can see that. Yep, that, yeah. was, that was supposed to be Bluto and then like Mario was gonna be Popeye, but then Nintendo couldn't get the licensing. And I just like, I just want to imagine this world where like they did get the licensing and like Mario was like super Popeye brothers. And like, I guess I'd be like Popeye and Wimpy. And then like, yeah, Bluto's Bowser, Peach's Olive Oil. We're playing Popeye Kart. Like Super Popeye, Super Smash Brothers Popeye's the protagonist of that. Like, uh, give me that reality. The, the Robin Williams Popeye movie would be much, <laughs> much, much more popular and much more discussed. Uh, oh yeah. And then, <laughs> then, you'd have the, then you'd have the Bob Hoskins Popeye movie afterwards. Mm -hmm. They do a sexy remake with like uh, Chris Hemsworth and maybe today star Anne Hathaway as uh, Popeye and Olive Oil. I'm I'm Popeye now. <laughs> I never believe I had these arms before. <laughs> Come hither, wimpy. <laughs> Quit wow. feasting. The, Mar the Marvel Cinematic Universe never happened. It's just. The PCU, uh, the, the Popeye Pop cinematic universe. Oh my god, <laughs> the end of the Popeye movie, like, fucking, uh, 
like crazy cat comes out like Samuel L. Jackson is crazy cat comes out of like the corners. <laughs> I'm trying to think of other like old school like I guess it'd be like yeah, crazy cat, Nemo. Uh sure. Yeah, bro, pull in some uh King Valiant. Uh give me like a dude, we got to make that. That's and then so it would all come back to Martin Scorsese saying no, these are not cinema. These are not cinema. Oh, no, that's like the worst. <laughs> not, not Popeye. Oh, man, that'd be so, that'd be so like a world where everyone is just geeking out over like, like fucking gasoline alley or like whatever. Oh, give me that. That's, that's good to me. That's good to me. Would have been, yeah, it would have been just, it just goes to show like, we don't really know what's going to be the thing that like, and, the, the zeitgeist decides oh not at all the, not uh, at all you know thing we're going to be taking seriously and this is very good stuff and why are, <laughs> why is why wasn't it nominated for best picture yeah oh god yeah why, why uh an, an alternate reality where i'm angrily like why wasn't why wasn't popeye three bluto's <laughs> reckoning nominated for best film <laughs> The redemption of Bluto. The redemption, yeah, Bluto's redemption. Oh uh, man, who would uh, who would play Bluto really quickly before we move on? Who would play yeah. Bluto in this? Meryl Streep. Meryl. Ooh. Jason Momoa. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude, I'm Bluto. <laughs> What's up, bro? I'm Bluto. <laughs> Rock on. <laughs> Later, dude. I'm Bluto. <laughs> that guy rules. I want someone to, whoever, I'm still assuming that only my parents are listening to this, but mom, if you ever get better at Photoshop, uh, please see, assuming, uh, unless we have more fans, which would be nice. What, someone please Photoshop <laughs> Jason Momoa as Bluto. And now your I'm just, mom's just, your mom's just over there on Mario Paint, like, I'm still learning this! <laughs> Just crying. <laughs> like, <laughs> help me. <laughs> okay, we got it. We got it. We got it. We got it. We got to move. I'm sorry. Because I, I know what the podcast is. I could literally talk about this forever. That's the problem. I could, like, do a fantasy casting. Like, you know, we have Hemsworth as Popeye. We have, oh, uh, man. I guess, like, Paul Walter Hauser as Wimpy. Mwah. Yeah. Well, big, uh, big Paul Walter House. And half uh, here. Paul, and, come on the show. Paul, please. come on the show. We want to hear you talk about defending your life. Oh, I feel like please. Sheldon, the guy who plays Sheldon, would be wimpy. Ah, uh, Jim Jim Parsons. Jim but Parsons. Be, yeah, but a young, a young Jim Parsons. That's like a that'd be like a gritty, sexy reboot of Wimpy. That's like that's like that's like that's like sexy. Riverdale. <laughs> yeah, Riverdale Wimpy. Well, I have Jason Momoa. <laughs> I mean, you could 100% integrate Jughead and, and Wimpy into Riverdale, or Wimpy into Riverdale, because then you could, because they both love hamburgers, Jughead and Wimpy. Wimpy is 100% Jughead's dad. Like, that's wow. how you, that's how you determine oh, there's it. There's our kind of Star Warsy. what's the lineage? Oh, mythology yeah. element. Yeah, Wimpy's story. like the Snoke of the Riverdale universe, or whatever. All right. <laughs> okay, uh, but Anne Hathaway, Anne Hathaway would play Anne olive Hathaway. oil. Moving, that's the segue. Anne Hathaway is olive oil. <laughs> We're segueing into the show. <laughs> We've got a huge matchup this week. It is, you know, we were talking about it beforehand. We've got a real powerhouse oh, yeah. in one of these films. It's a Kentucky, it's a Duke type team. We're talking Devil Wears Prada. It's up against. Oh, that's the, the big one. 
Oh, that might be a bit of a spoiler. Let's get to that convo then. You're making, you're making, you're making me uh, hum like a Skeksis. <laughs> uh, Devil Wears Prada was released in 2006, directed by David Frankel. Mm. The budget Fun on the name. film was $35 million. It made $327.9 at the box office. Uh, very, very successful film. Uh, let's go to that tomato score, which we've made clear we don't agree with, but we're going to give it to you anyway. Got a decent passing 75%. The yeah. site's critical consensus read, a rare film that surpasses the quality of its source novel. This Devil is a witty expose of New York's fashion scene with Meryl Streep in top form and Anne Hathaway more than holding her own. The movie was nominated for two academy awards the year of its release what were they thank you chen for asking <laughs> one costume design two you guessed it best actress meryl streep this is a big hit this is Poor kind of the movie Blunt. emily Blunt. got a we'll, cast we'll, oh, we'll, man. Get to, we'll get to her because this is definitely her breakthrough role sorry mr tooch as well yeah and That's... and a podcast favorite stanley tucci is involved oh, yeah. in the film. Um, the but yeah, man. it's definitely Meryl Streep and Anne Hathaway leading the way. Oh, um, Vincent Chase from Entourage plays... Um, <laughs> Himself, he plays Vincent yes, Chase. Yes, yeah, he plays his He got the role, Entourage. it was a big get for him and he... <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen an episode of Entourage. Should I Am see I, it? it? I, no, no, you oh, okay. You're, you, you've lived a fine life without it. <laughs> Yeah. Um, here's the, here's the thing. Uh, I because I am thorough and do the research. I printed out the Wikipedia page for oh, Devil Wears yeah. Prada. Yeah, he did. The yeah. Devil Wears Prada Wikipedia page is thirty four printed pages. Every yeah, e that's e why we're out of ink. <laughs> every 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 time Donald goes on to Wiki, it's like that scene in Swordfish where he's just drinking wine <laughs> and he's hacking into Wikipedia to get the information and he's moving a three dimensional shape around. Yep, I, is I, I'm into the Wikipedia mainframe and I have more <laughs> Devil Wears Prada facts to add. Yeah, that the but fifty watts of or a thousand watts of funk is playing in the background too. It's just it's beautiful. It's a yeah. sight to see. But uh, this movie, I'd say, you know, huge hit. And I think it was kind of the one that took in and, and um, took Meryl Streep and kind of turned her from not just the most celebrated actor of her generation, but kind of turned her into a true box office draw mm. that has kind of continued to this day. <laughs> no, I, this is... I, I I'm not alone in this opinion. Like, no, I'm really? not. I'm not, I'm not. I mean, like you you guys have done a lot of other movies, like in the '80s and the '90s, and she was a draw before this movie. I mean, Anne Hathaway had just become a draw. I feel like I feel like we're doing a disservice saying that a movie in 2006, 30 years into her career, now she's a draw. <laughs> I, I'm just I, in kind of a modern box office sense. She'd always been an art house favorite, but in terms of bring really putting butts in the seats, I mean, almost all of her movies, unfortunately for better or worse, you know, she was co-starring with a big male lead. Yeah, but also Out of Africa was a huge, like, was a huge three-hour epic movie, and yeah, it's arty, but it's it was also best picture of the year, and then you have 
we watched Bridges of because I've been watching all these movies with her with with Dawn. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so, I'm sorry about those that one in particular. And like, we have not technically we have not recorded the Bridges of Madison County and out of oh, Africa well, episodes. Bridges yet. of Madison County. <laughs> your your listeners know Bridges of Madison County exists. Okay. And that's in the 90s. And that was a huge hit and based off of one of the biggest books that came out at that time. So I just, I I hear you saying that she was a box office draw, but like, there's so many movies this woman has made. I don't want to say like 30 years into a career. Oh, check it out. Have you guys heard about Meryl Streep? She's already won two fucking Oscars. <laughs> this was oh, the- Oh, can we curse? Yes, we can. Okay. This was two literally- I think she might be a draw now. <laughs> at the time, though, this was the biggest hit of her career. Financially. Yeah, because it at that time, and she had other big hits. No, the only one that's ever made more money was Mamma Mia. Yeah, in today's money. Okay. Today's money, just, son. I was, I was trying to give Streep credit. You were, <laughs> you were defaming Streep. I'm sorry, Miss Merrill. I apologize. <laughs> My wife has scolded me. <laughs> 30 years. What she got to do? I'm just saying it was a big, big hit. All right. I will say here, what was it? Like it, recont- it recontextualized her for a new, younger generation. Thank yes. that's, that's a good way to put that, it, Patrick. That. That's what I was trying yeah. to say. Yeah. Like it's like, yeah. Cause like I think like, yeah, before maybe like, yeah, millennials and whatnot, they were too busy, you know, throwing their GameCubes around to like, uh, and like, you know, dancing on their, uh, their uh, wheelies to recognize the brilliance of Streep. But then, uh, you know, they, 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 they put down their GameCubes. They, they, they put their, their wheels back into their wheelies. They, they like, heard she was doing a movie with the guy from Entourage. They're like, oh, damn. Out <laughs> damn, what's this uh, Vincent Chase Entourage. joint? Yeah. Entourage. <laughs> I, lo- uh, I hope this movie was, <laughs> I don't, that'd be hellish, but it'd be really funny if this movie was. That was originally <laughs> toted as like an Adrian Grenier film. <laughs> like if that was like, <laughs> that would be very funny. That it's, it'd be bad. It'd be a sign of a uh, of moral decay. But oh man, that yeah. would be some funny moral decay. That was I'm sorry for scolding you. It's okay, I love Dan. you. It's you okay, know man. that. It's okay, and I, Patrick phrased all of that much better than I did. Than what she was trying to say. No, it's all good. I'm like I'm the translator, baby. <laughs> that's why you're a marriage counselor. <laughs> that's why, yeah, that's why I'm here. Because you guys totally don't. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, like yeah, <laughs> as if you 100 percent like yeah, as if you need me to like. <laughs> you know, they, they're good. Trust, take it, take it from me. They're good. <laughs> All right. Okay. Let's get to the movie I'm here. Sorry. Let's I'm get sorry. to the movie. Um, uh, we're ha- we're having a normal one, folks. Yeah. <laughs> Just they're married, but in separate rooms. Uh, but that's also because of the audio. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, is this is this a podcast or an Ingmar Bergman family drama? <laughs> that's that's what our listeners are saying to themselves right now. That's what my mom is saying while she tries to to use Microsoft Paint to put a little <laughs> to put a little. I'm paint. Max von Sydow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, 
that's the only one I know. <laughs> when Vulture.com reviews it, what started off as a mildly humorous <laughs> Meryl Streep review turned into a marriage psychodrama that we can't stop listening to. He needs to know I fought for him! <laughs> Like they're saying, so somehow, somehow this podcast was recorded in black and white. Is it raining in this apartment right now? And I need to go tell Jen how much I love her in the rain. <laughs> I'm just eating lingonberries from a jar now. <laughs> Is that the visage of death behind you <laughs> while you're recording? Hang on, I need to go push over a tree from the root. Uh, wild strawberries. That's my last pull. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Scenes from a marriage. Wild. <laughs> man. Oh, let's, let's okay. We're back to the movie. We're doing it. We're doing it. Meryl should have worked with Bergman, though. I think that would have been a very interesting. Oh, that would have uh, been dope as hell. If that he had been... done uh, another English film. That would have been um, uh, sick. But I, I saw this movie in the theater. Did anyone else see this one in the theater? Nope. Upon its original release? Nope. Bean? So, I mean, I'm a lady of a certain age. I feel like I would have had to have. Mm. I think I, um, yeah, maybe. <laughs> trying to see like what, what age I would have been when this film came out. Because I'm, like I said, I'm uh, in a in a in a future podcast. I will say <laughs> that I I am uh, younger than a street shark, but older than a ninja turtle. Yep. Uh, that's that's how I determine my age. Uh, uh, didn't go to high school without Africa. Didn't go to high school. <laughs> Oh man, you guys are in for a treat. Uh, 2006. So I've got to do the math. 2006, 2006 minus 1991. Can't do that in my head. <laughs> uh, I would have been 15, so I would have been watching a bad. I would have been going to high school. Would have been going to the Edwards, the Edwards Cinema near my house with my, like five of my friends. I'd be trying to get them to watch like a a sort of serious film, but then. Most of them wouldn't want to, and then we'd all get angry, and we'd watch a Transformers movie, and we'd all hate it. That's what would have happened. That's the, that's like every every film experience I had in high school was like me. I would try to get them like, oh, the, like this is nominated for an Oscar. Let's watch this, and then it'd be like, nah, I don't want to. Let's watch a comedy, and it's like I don't want to watch. And then it would we would end up watching like fucking like uh, Eagle Eye. And we just all be mad. We'd all be mad. No one, no one leaves happy. I want one hundred percent saw Eagle Eye as well. I would love yeah. to see a group of young boys in high school about to watch The Devil Wears Prada, and one guy's just like, "No, let's watch this coming of age movie about the fashion industry. I don't want to watch Optimus Prime. Come on, Streep. Streep is just." She just loses herself in this world. <laughs> At this time in history, Stanley Tucci's underrated. <laughs> How do you even know who he is? And in 14 years, he will remain underrated. Ooh. I don't know. SNL did a song about him. <laughs> that is, you know, you've made it when yeah. when when Colin Jost is singing <laughs> is crooning. The songs of uh, well, who's who sang it actually? I hope it wasn't Colin. Colin Jost looks over Colin at Michael Jost. Che in the writers' room though and says, "Michael, I got something. I got something." Pete, Pete Davidson. Oh man, that's that's funny. I like the Pete idea. Pete Davidson is Pete, Stanley Tucci. Pete, yeah, Pete, yeah. Pete, Pete Davidson. Who's the guy? Oh, gosh. Okay. Uh, Pete Davidson plus Stanley Tucci is Stanley Pucci. Okay, moving on. But yeah, this was a uh, this was a movie that I have inexplicably i think seen about four times 
Oh, I really? can't really explain how it's continued every five or so years. It just shows up and, you know, end up watching it. <laughs> yeah, telling Jen when we watched it, though. It's that... your black obelisk from 2001. <laughs> Whenever something big is going to happen, it's just Meryl Streep going. <laughs> Get me Armani That's on it. the phone. Get me Armani on the phone. Uh-huh. I Yeah, no, I, I told Jen, though, the only thing I up until this screening the only thing i ever really remembered from the movie was the helicopter shots above paris to the u2 song which I've never, <laughs> i was uh, like i like that u2 song yeah but um i will say this time around stanley tucci's speech to anne hathaway about the art artistry yeah. of fashion i actually said i think he makes a point i think i get where he's coming from and uh that was big it's like he's like he is like my, maybe my oh with the exception of Streep is incredible in this but like yeah he is like I feel like his or he's the character I most sympathize and empathize with in the movie with the part at the end where he gives up where the job is taken away from him <clears> and just kind of his great performance when they just cut to that close-up of him and Anne Hathaway's like why did you do that for and he's like no words yep and it's like he doesn't get any nothing it doesn't help him you know what i mean like he doesn't get like there's no happy ending for him he just like loses that i mean i guess it's happy i don't know i guess he wanted it and but it's like uh you know you wish he got to do his thing and be free from this toxic environment like i kind of want i want stanley tucci to be happy with his husband yeah that's all i wanted that's all i wanted for that poor man Uh, yeah he had a good job there but you know yeah Oh, but like, you know, I, I imagined he started with a full head of hair and then he lost it from stress. <laughs> he came in with a black uh, pompadour. Just ready well, I'm to surprise he they never put him in a real clever hat. Oh my god, a fedora. Like a beautiful yeah, like a like a, like yeah. a like a purple velvet fedora. <laughs> wow. God, that's extreme. <laughs> Funny I'm known for I'm known for my specifics. You uh, wear one hat, <laughs> and you've worn that hat for five years. And you it's got a purple it velvet fedora. <laughs> that is, that is <laughs> Don's classic hat. Velvet Don, we call him in the comedy community. There aren't a lot of photos of me on the internet, but most of them I am dressed like Prince, but not as Prince. If you go on Getty Images and search up velvet hat, there's like 400 <laughs> pictures of Don. Sanderson in a great velvet fedora. There's Don on the red carpet. <laughs> yeah. Regular Grace Jones, <laughs> yeah. Don Sanderson. There's 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 Don Sanderson uh, shaking hands with Brian Doyle Murray at the <laughs> Emmys. <laughs> there's I, I think yeah, I, I learned all about fashion from Stanley Tucci this time around and I just kind of embrace it. Oh man, I thought you were gonna say you learned fashion from Brian Doyle Murray. Yeah, <laughs> the fat Murray brother. Oh man, he's hey, he's like he's he's like he's an underrated. He's my he's, he's my great. he's, he's in my like top him. he's in my top three. De- uh, top three to top four Murrays. Yeah, top three Murray. Fine. Yeah, top three Murrays. Uh, strangely enough, one of my top five Baldwin's. Uh, yeah, there's there's a curveball. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, but uh, interesting uh, fun fact about this film, Jen. Mm-hmm. I think you'll like this because this involves some of the personal lives. Oh, okay. I love it. I love um, it. They, the cat, the cast all remained quite close. And when Emily Blunt married Jim from The Office, Stanley Tucci met Emily Blunt's sister at the wedding, and they <gasps> are now married. married. That's right. Wow. 
gossip. I think it goes without saying that a Merrill in the hand is worth two in the tooch. <laughs> That's true. That's true. The yeah. math, the math, I do, I'm doing the math. Yep, yep. Pulling out my abacus. Yep. yep. Two Merrills to a tooch. Make yep, sure you clear out that 1991 minus 2006 <laughs> problem. <you did> <laughs> <laughs> now I used a bigger, ag- I used my abacus with a thousand little abacus. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> my giant uh, wall, my wall-sized abacus for that when bad boy. When it comes to mathematics, you're strictly analog. Oh yeah, only abacus is in this motherfucker. Only yeah. abacus. I'm an only abacus man. But um... <laughs> I thought you meant like you, like as a sibling, like oh, I'm only abacus. <laughs> I don't. I'm an only abacus. I'm sorry. That's why I'm a little selfish. I'm only abacus. <laughs> I'm abacus. <laughs> Abba kissed. There we go. Um, but I, I think, I think this movie's quite good. I, you know, I think we just get to that. Yeah. I think um, yeah. it, you know, it kind of hits the beats that you would expect it to hit. Mm-hmm. But it does it well. Everyone's performances are good. It doesn't like, you know, whether last week we kind of discussed on both with both Sophie's Choice and Julia and Julia, mm-hmm. kind of the some strange pacing and plotting choices. Right. Within those, in particular, Sophie's Choice, and this one kind of hits the, all those. Just enjoy, you know. I think Jen, you joked about airplane movies. I think this one would probably play quite well in the airplane. Oh yeah, as well. Yeah, and yeah. you know, to get to the lady of the hour, Meryl Streep, I think she's great in this movie. Mm-hmm. I think, and I mean, I know that's kind of cliche to say this is maybe not her most financially successful movie, but um, certainly I thought you said it was her biggest. I was just, I'm giving that to you, hon. <laughs> <laughs> um, th- this is one of her most iconic performances, though, in ter- I oh, would yeah. say. I would say, like, this is, like, um, it's bigger, I think, or at least it's better, but, like, it's almost, like, the only, an example I can think of that's comparable is, like, Alan Rickman is Snape. Like, it's that level of, like, a, this almost, I feel like this almost, maybe, maybe not that. Take that back, because I don't want to say this role defined her. Like, this isn't, like, Meryl's not always going to be the sardonic dead, is she even sardonic in this movie? Did I just use that word incorrectly? Whatever. I think think it'll work. Yeah, sardonic, yeah, she's, like, sardonic, like, bemused, like, she's not going to be, like, this cold, uh, I, she's not, like, this character in every film she does, so I guess it doesn't. I think it's, um, you know, something we've talked about before, it's, she she's not she never like becomes like a caricature like of the moves like you know i mean god bless him like al pacino just coming in oh yeah and everyone of his like like, hoo-hawing and like once he started hoo-hawing it was that was all he did she's still in every time out is doing a specific character we haven't seen her play miranda in any film since yeah she doesn't have a she doesn't have a stereotypical role or typecast Every time she's a chameleon, she's somebody completely different. She might be somebody who she might be somebody who's down and out, like in um, Sophie's Choice. She might be somebody who's a little headstrong, um, like in Kramer versus Kramer, and she might be somebody who is a backstabbing actress like death becomes her every single role is different whereas her male counterparts are usually typecast 
and consistently playing similar roles. Like you look at Pacino oh, yeah. and admit, De Niro, and it's like admit, gangster, 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 gangster. <laughs> <laughs> or like, yeah, or even like Tucci in this. I feel like Tucci always plays like a flavor of Tucci in every movie he's in. And it's a great flavor. I love one I love of the, the best. I love the flavor of Tooch, but like it's or like Paul Giamatti. It's like I love <laughs> I love a Giamatti. I love the flavor of Giamatti, but like Get off the dam. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's something like Don and I we whenever we say Giamatti, it's because we saw <laughs> Kyle Cadade. <laughs> San, well, in San Andreas, he's like the scientist who's warning the rock about the earthquake. Oh, for a split second, I thought you meant the video game Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. And I was like, is there like a, ca- a Paul Giamatti cameo? In the... If it was, it would definitely be some poor cuck who's getting their car stolen. <laughs> <laughs> this Tesla's not paid off! No, I'm already late for work. God damn it, CJ! <laughs> I, think that's I have much... to pick the kids up from Little League! Oh, uh, man. Okay, yeah. Uh, uh, GoFundMe to get... Uh, not GoFundMe. Uh, change.org petition? To get a to Giamatti get, in a Grand Theft Auto in Grand Theft yeah. Auto Six, or in the if they ever make a, 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 a like you know a remastered version of San Andreas, just sneak a little Giamatti in there and, and throw in Tooch. Just throw oh. him in a, a sprinkle of Tooch. And make Has that Jay- ever hurt anyone? <laughs> never, never. I would I would very much like it if somebody could just rework Ally McBeal with the classic dancing baby and it's just a little dancing Paul Giamatti. I think that would be... Uh, that would fiction. freak Stingo out even more. Stingo, of course, <laughs> a cast member on Howling McBeal. Oh, yeah. Peter? Stingo ate your baby. <laughs> yeah. Now there we go. <laughs> there it is. Sorry. There we go. That's, now that is money. That That is good to me. But I think... Um, diving back in on this film... Um, I think the scene where she reveals that her husband and her are going to get a divorce is pretty much yeah. the key scene for the character yeah. in the film because it, it's the one humanizing moment and they, they change her up. She's not wearing the same makeup in the scene and she's she's still in control, but you can see kind of the cracks in the kind of her, her armor mm-hmm. in that the, scene. I think mm-hmm. it goes to show how good Meryl Streep is in this film in mm-hmm kind of how she's able to find that human level even with a character like this who's you know could be played like the terminator or something oh yeah like, like yeah it could be like robert patrick yeah i you know emotionless uh but uh turning into liquid occasionally but uh have you seen this boy <laughs> i would I'll love be back <laughs> and i want starbucks <laughs> <laughs> And Hathaway's like, hey, that's not even Robert Patrick's line. What are you, you can't, you're making can't mix. She's like, bye. And Hathaway's character in this movie is a bit of an actually kind of person. Oh, for sure. Actually, so. actually she, she invent. that'd be really funny if she invented a, a man. Well, no, she's a woman. I do like her in the movie, though. And I think that compared to our, our, our good friend, Julie Powell, played by amy adams she doesn't she, like oh yeah whenever we cut oh, back to her similar. away from meryl streep i'm not disappointed oh no, she, like, i like i like her art i like her yeah i like and she has yeah. an interesting art too where like i like uh i think like i'm um, looking through all my notes that i wrote a while ago and it's really funny because the way i write notes i have like 110 
bullet points, but half of them are like, shut the fuck up, or like, <laughs> uh, number 20 is hell yeah, pimp. I don't know what that's about. Uh, <laughs> that was that was definitely like a scene with the dude from Entourage. I can Maybe? just tell you that right now. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> what a player. <laughs> what a player. Uh, oh yeah, I wrote number four, and it's funny. Yeah, because I start off and I go, Anne Hathaway is our Stingo, so that's like me with low hopes. <laughs> like that's like a uh, man. Stingo's gonna eat another baby here. I'm kind of worried. Uh, but then, uh, uh, <laughs> she's better. Than Stingo. Oh, here's another great. Uh, she's better than Stingo. Oh, babe, wait, that's what I was gonna say. Like, it's like she, what's cool about her is she like she grows, she goes through like an arc, she like adapts to her environment. Because I feel like in the beginning she's kind of like a little too high and my high and mighty for uh, you know, the world of fashion or whatever. But she's able to like you know recognize the. Uh, you guys getting uh, weird. Uh, I think we're good. We're good. Okay, sorry about that. I had some weird feedback. Yeah, I, I just I I lifted the computer. <laughs> no worries. No worries. She she grow she she grows to understand the culture of Runway Magazine. Oh yeah, 100%. yeah. I thought I just thought at the beginning I was like, oh, you're such a whiner. Like you are getting this huge opportunity, and yeah. you're just like. Mm all the women suck. And I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> like, judge, judge, judge. You're giving an opportunity and you know this is going to benefit you and open doors for you any, anywhere you want, but you are being the most judgmental and your friends are as bad as Julie Powell's friends. Like, taking yeah, your phone I'll give you that. and <laughs> like being rude. Like, you just gave, you just gave one of my favorite actresses, Tracy Toms, like a, uh, a purse that's worth hundreds of dollars and she's being a jerk store and i'm like what this makes no sense that's like like the the, i was gonna say that's like the weird thing too is like like they should be especially like the husband or the boyfriend is it boyfriend boyfriend Boyfriend. yeah boyfriend Boyfriend. not a husband uh there's young professionals yeah 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 young bohemians in the heart of uh, of new york uh but uh like he's like a greatest city in the world oh yeah uh go I was gonna say go lobsters. That that means nothing. Uh, Maine? <laughs> go go lobsters. But uh, but uh, he like he's a chef in the movie. Like he should understand. Like there's no place more vitriolic and like, but it's like it's his passion, right? I don't know. It's like weird that he's like so judgmental about her and how she's like, you know, there's like an uh, there's obviously another version of this movie where like. You know, she's the one that's waiting for him to come for her birthday. And oh, he's yeah. Like, yeah, he's like it's a chef, he's, young yeah. chef's hours. Yeah, he's yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's burnting it up. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> yeah his... that, that whole part where he's so pissed that she missed his birthday. I was like, you guys are adults. Yeah, that's what I literally I literally had that note. I have you guys are adult. I she needs word. to find an <laughs> understanding man like Chris Messina. Yeah. Oh, that's true. She needs to find, yeah, she needs to find her, uh, yeah, Christmasina. She needs to find her, like, kind, her kind, empathetic Italian. Yeah, who works for Archaeology <laughs> Magazine. <laughs> oh, the gosh. number The number one archaeology trade publication in America, baby. Uh, <laughs> but I will say, though, like, okay, can I be real? Like, what do you guys think of the ending? Because I have, like, can I be real? Like, I kind of don't like how, in the end, she's, like, like Meryl Streep, like kind of like 
helps her. I don't know. Like, doesn't that does that ring true to you? Or maybe maybe it's maybe it is true. Because then for me, it's almost like because in the end of this movie, like you know, she gets into this fight with Meryl Streep, and Meryl Streep like fires her. Or was it a fight? Or like oh, I can't no, even... she she quit. She quit. She quit. She quit. She quit. Yeah, she quit before. Sorry, I had to like re uh calibrate there for a second but uh, she quits and so she, uh she goes to like uh work for another like you know publication or whatnot and the news, guy- newspaper yeah newspaper yeah big fancy newspaper it's uh she's working for the new york it's the new york post uh, uh it's a petty saver but also <laughs> the post another sweet movie that is a good uh, that's movie true that's yeah. true yeah uh, uh but uh uh she do you have the papers I do have the papers. Uh, <laughs> the papers uh, that I printed out for the show, the notes, uh, but uh, the good papers. But uh, but then, like, uh, the guy on the other end is like, what do you do for a year? And she's like, oh, I worked for, uh, you know, I worked for... Uh, Runway. Runway, yeah. Wanted to say Anna one tour, but Miranda. I worked for Miranda. And uh, they're, they're about to, like, can her. It looks like she, you know, he says, like, it looks like he's... Um, about to say she fucked her over but then she's like nah she's actually good like you'd be stupid not to hire her and so in the end it's like they have like a knowing they have like a knowing nod to each other or like a knowing wink like she drives like she's in a car like Miranda's going into a car or a cab and she's walking by and they kind of like look at each other and acknowledge each other and to me it's like if like the guy from swimming with sharks like gave a like you know like gave a good like uh a good like you know who review or whatever to frank whaley and in the end kevin spacey gave him like you know what i mean it's like the i don't know like it's the like the horrible bosses just gave really good recommendations to yeah Jason i feel Kingman like and, oh uh, exactly charlie day exactly yeah. yeah i'd be like yeah if colin farrell like fucking like was like yeah you're good homie uh <laughs> but uh or whoever the bad guy was in that film it just like it didn't like it didn't ring I feel like if this movie was honest, like she'd get fucked over, but maybe that's because I'm a poison soul. And I think like... <laughs> this movie is very, very neat. Like, yeah, it's it, very. It, 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 there, it doesn't. There are no loose ends. Everything is cleaned up and tied yeah, it's up very. But but which, which which you know what? That's fair too. Like there should be movies like that as well. Like not every movie has to be a searing, uh, you know, has to be a searing hot coffee pot filled with reality. Like I mean, it just yeah. It, yeah in, it, in reality, she would have lost the job. On her first mistake. Oh yeah, yeah. and that would have yeah. been that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But if you if you have her like <laughs> right, yeah, don't. She's the worst. I mean, funny. that's gonna ruin. That's gonna take this movie from a comedy, like a quote unquote chick flick, to oh, that movie was tragic. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. <laughs> funny that ended like election though, or something like that, where like Matthew Broderick just throws the milkshake at Reese Witherspoon's car at the end of that movie. It's just like if Anne Hathaway just threw a coffee at Meryl Streep's Lexus. That would whip at. See, that would be cool as hell if the movie ended with Anne Hathaway <laughs> throwing hot coffee at Miranda, and then fuck you, I have the job. You can't catch me or something. I don't know. No, it's fine. It's no, good I, though. That's see. That's my is, hang up. That's my hang up. That's like I need a. I need a like a fantasy. This is a fantasy movie. Exactly, which is in, fine. Yeah. That's that's good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if anything, you have you have a chef at home, and you're coming home with hot lingerie, and you're yeah. in your twenties. He's not gonna give a fuck that you miss his birthday. He's gonna remember. Yeah. Oh shit, she's got lingerie with a boostie. Yay! Oh, like, yeah. that's gonna be 
that's gonna be the saving grace it's like she got me one cupcake with a with a candle and we're gonna have the sex like i'm good like yeah he was he was useless oh no yeah he he saw andrew that character sucks but i'm dumb could have been played by a mop to think they were going to promote the movie with him too. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, it was touted as an Adrian Grenier joint. But uh, speaking of creeps who are pursuing Anne Hathaway, how about the other guy? The oh um, yeah, Simon Baker. Uh, uh, what, what was it? Uh, Christian. Christian Thompson. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, huge. Huge. That guy, that guy in 2020 has been blacklisted from reporting on cast- him. <laughs> he is just a walking, talking casting couch. That's what yeah. that man is. Yeah. Uh, Scarf enthusiast. Yes, every time John saw him on screen, he's like, "How cold is it where he is?" <laughs> <laughs> just like every every scene you see him in, he keeps getting another scarf, another scarf. Like, <laughs> by the end, he has like 50 scarfs. Yeah. He's just yeah. Kenny on South Parks. Like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he was just brought in to make Entourage look better. Yeah. By comparison, like a better. These are your two options, Anne. These are the only two men in New York for you. Oh, no. <laughs> Girl, go with Tucci. I know it's not going to work out for many reasons. <laughs> At least you have a good time together, like when you're just hanging out. Yeah, just hang out, wait for each other to meet the right guy. <laughs> I, I will give you a, uh, here's a fun little like connection to a previous film we did, Sophie's Choice. Uh, John Rothman's in this movie as well. He, so the guy who, I think he's, so John Rothman, he's the guy I think who plays the person that hires Anne Hathaway in the end. He plays oh. the li- he plays the librarian. And so, and so wow, yeah, what a connect! Another connection. I wonder uh, if him and uh, Meryl got a chance to reminisce. Ah, that would have been good. Uh, yeah, just talking about uh, Peter Magnicol for yeah. hours. <laughs> for hours. Yeah, damn, Stingo. I love. Yeah, damn, I love his uh, performance as X the Exterminator and Harvey Birdman, attorney at law. <laughs> that's what that's what John Rothman was saying to Meryl Streep. And Meryl Streep was like. <laughs> You thought that was good. <laughs> How about five seasons of Allie McBeal? Ooh. <laughs> and then Rothman's like, looks like I got a new show to, to rent on Netflix. Because at this time, Netflix. Peter McNichol did at least one season of 24 as well. Oh, good for him. Yeah. He, he was a sh- shady uh, shady uh, cabinet member who got in the way of uh, Jack Bauer. Is this Stingo still? Yes. Yes, Stingo. Oh, no. The the most iconic is Ghostbusters 2. You're right. You're absolutely right. Yes. His best part is Ghostbusters 2. That accent in Ghostbusters (laughs) 2. You're absolutely right, Jan. That's Uh, why we we need our guests on this show, because they really point us in the right direction, Patrick. That is true. How are you going to miss Ghostbusters 2? I still need to watch Ghostbusters 2. Really? I've never seen it. Never. I've seen scared, Ghostbusters one. Scared the crap out of me when I was a kid. I saw it in the theater because I was of the right age to be desperate to see oh. that film in the theater. And then when the guy comes out of the painting, spoiler oh, alert, yeah. very scary stuff. I feel like I was. Hey, I had to leave uh, Muppet Treasure Island as a child because that was too scary for me. When the pirates uh, invade little uh, the little boy protagonist's hotel home. Was it Jack Hawkins or James Turner or whatever the hell like that character is? I freaked the shit out. Like I couldn't handle mean puppets. It was just 
a bridge <laughs> a bridge too far for like five-year-old patrick or whatever Boy, that melissa mccarthy puppet movie from a couple of years ago would have oh, been yeah, a nightmare exists. oh man i saw that movie uh <laughs> with a like 72 hours of no sleep and like it was like an insane. I remember like I went with my friend Ken. Like I hadn't slept for like I think almost two days or something. Maybe not seventy-two hours, but like forty-eight hours of like it was like two days of no two two days of no sleeping. And my friend Kevin, my roommate, was like, "Hey, do you want to see this uh, movie?" And I was like, "Yeah, sure, whatever." And it was definitely a weird experience. Just like <laughs> seventy-two hours believe, of no sleep. I want to believe the same young little boys. That Patrick was trying <laughs> to, go to go see to see a Meryl Street movie. He was also he was also like, "You guys, Melissa McCarthy and puppets. Like we don't need to see another like we don't need to see more Transformers. <laughs> no, it's please, Melissa McCarthy and puppets. Come on, guys, let's go." This better be good, Sean. One of my friends from high did school. All, did all of your friends sound like fifty-something mechanics? Oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah. All, all my all my friends were voiced by uh, Dick Miller. All my friends were. Yay! <laughs> we love Dick Miller. It was just a bunch of like Dick Miller's Millers that have been Irishmen. So like they look like sixteen-year-olds, but they're like they're CGI sixteen-year-olds, but they all have the the cadence of an old man. Wow, there's a real big budget with your group of friends. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was uh, $200 million. <laughs> oh, friend. your parents must have loved you. It's like, doesn't have any friends. CGI them in post. In post what? Po post reality. <laughs> oh, man. Um, but... um. Before we move past Double Wars Prada, does anyone have any final thoughts on um, Streep in the film that we want to uh, bring up? I thought, and I mentioned this to you before in private, oh. I thought that Meryl Streep looked very trim in this movie. Mm. Like, it looked like she got into a certain type of shape, maybe because she was supposed to be this high fashion gal. Um, but it just reminded me of how, like, other actors today try to get into super shape for these marvel movies i was like is this meryl's marvel movie like um, that's dude this felt. movie this movie would be so sick if just like the ant-man or the punisher like at the very end of the movie was like meryl you gotta help us the the, the, <laughs> the kree are coming it's me the punisher we gotta fight the kree <laughs> and then like cutscene. i don't know i'm trying to think of like, like that's all. I'd <laughs> uh, be so good. Just uh, now, I want to like uh, Photoshop. Hey, mom, when you're uh, when you're done photoshopping Wimpy as Jason Momoa, Photoshop uh, Meryl Streep into the Avengers poster. How right. many cartridges do I need? This Mario Paint is just taking over my life. <laughs> to, to, to our many many listeners, if you can create for us a fake Avengers poster, but with each person on the poster just being a different Meryl Streep character that we have covered Ooh. we love it it might become a t-shirt so just but, keep that in mind which Meryl is Thanos oh, oh that's a that, great question I see to me I'd say like random might be a good Thanos random might be a good thing I don't know like that's like I'd say that's like at least so far that's the most like that's the most Thanos-y character mm -hmm. I'm not saying she's a bad guy but she is mm -hmm. like the closest thing we have to like you know, but like, 
Uh, it's hard. It's hard. Oh, uh, well, we'll see in future movies. She plays like a flat out evil person in a future movie, right? I I th- I think we see her go the spectrum from very good to very bad over the course of these brackets. We'll see. We'll see. It could be. You know what? We could just. You know, her character from Silkwood. That's Thanos. <laughs> yeah, Karen Silkwood is Thanos. Karen Silkwood is Thanos. Meryl Streep. Music would- from my heart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just a, just a, a giant purple muscular Meryl Streep, <laughs> just like Rook floating across the world. That's good to me. That's very good to me. Uh, yeah, no, but she's she's incredible. You know, but I would say like it's one of her best performances. I think it's like very it's subtle compared to like a lot of street performances. Like Streep is great, but sometimes she can be very like kinetic and like you know she's uh, moving around and doing a lot with her hands. And you know if she you know and there are movies where she'll like go all out with crying and like you know being very emotive. And I think in this film, it's probably like one of her most subtle performances and unlike another movie that we'll talk about in the future uh i think the subtlety in this movie like we're like it's not like at first maybe it comes off as being aloof or whatever but like you know you realize like you know she it's like she had to do what it took to get to this level and it's like that's almost like a shield like her her coldness is a shield to prevent her from being like you know it's she has to be that way or else she will lose her position. You get that impression. And yeah. Yeah. No, and then, I, yeah. I and, then, and then like in the, and in, in the one time, like you said, like when she, you see her being like, uh, it's like how, like uh, I used to have like a drama teacher that would say only say fuck once because when you say it once, it, like that's it, then it has meaning, uh, which, you know, fuck that. <laughs> but, uh, but uh, I don't know if I agree with him. But uh, but uh, I feel like in this movie, like you only see her really break down once or like be like, you know, mm. expose her true self once. And like, that's like, it makes it so much richer. Like it makes the performance so much richer and you get to realize, oh, she is like a real human being. She is someone, I don't know. It's like a great, yeah. Probably like might be for me, based on the few movies we've seen, it might be her best performance in my opinion. Yeah. Wow. Wow. It might be. I, I don't think. know. We'll see. We'll see. No, I, we'll see. I think, um, you know, I thought I, I, for some reason it got stuck in my memory. This performance is a little bit, uh, broader, maybe a little cartoony. It is even. a little cartoony. It but, is. I'll um, give you that. this, this time around though, I, it felt like we've seen with the previous street films, her technical control and choices are all 100% spot on she's never out of control she's never you know again to compare her to some of her male contemporaries where it can wildly differ what version of al pacino for instance you're getting these guys yeah good oh yeah yeah. oh there's like there's like a version of this movie where like miranda's played like kathy moriarty and casper like full-on like where's my coffee like just crazy like chaos this could have been really really hammed up Oh, it could be a totally a hit. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it, it could have been like in the in the hands of a lesser actor, it could have been a real ham of a role. And yeah. like the fact that she is able to like, I don't know, like even when she is a little cartoony, like it feels real. Like she can, she's like the type of actress that can make like, cause Julia Child, that's another performance where like in a lesser actor's hands, it would have just been the Dan Aykroyd impression. Like a hundred percent. Like it would have been a hundred percent just someone doing their version of Dan Aykroyd's SNL impression of Julia Child. And she actually is able to like, yeah, she can do, she can uh, 
she's able to like uh, spotlight perhaps more goofy or comical elements of a performance without it being like without it taking completely taking over the role and still making it feel like an authentic real human being yep. if that makes sense <laughs> oh, totally totally yeah i think um i mean i think this movie, this movie certainly could have used a five minute break where they all watched the dan Aykroyd julia child skit in its entirety oh that'd be so that'd be, that'd be so fucking funny if they just recreate that scene from julia entourage and uh <laughs> and hathaway sit down at their tv and like before we move on with the story of this movie let's watch this sketch <laughs> yes everyone wants to be like us and then just Dan Aykroyd <laughs> in oh. the limo yeah. on the screen. At this point, he's like 57. Yeah. For some reason, he's like, he also, he's also uh, hawking his uh, crystal skull vodka. Yep. After his, and oh, then, yeah, he's got that. Oh, yeah. That, yeah, he's very into aliens. Oh, man. I love, I love me some. That's a, that'd be a good, uh, that's a uh, dream guest. We should try to get Dan Aykroyd, Aykroyd? on the show. Yeah. Well, I'd I love to hear him I, talk about his experiences on the set of Julie and Julia. I think we could get, I think Dan Aykroyd is doable. I think yeah. we could get, if we worked we it and like, I think we could fucking get Dan Aykroyd. He's not doing, he's just, he's Paul just. Paul Walter Hauser and Dan Aykroyd. You're both invited on the show oh, yeah. anytime you want. You guys think and... you could just get D-Ack? Oh, I can, I can get Dak. <laughs> I, I can get Dak. That's nice. like a, if, uh, if uh, Dan Aykroyd was like a character in Guardians of the Galaxy, that's his. Jack, like I'm Jack. That's like a that's like a blue Dan Aykroyd, and he has gills and uh, crab claws. Jack, get the racer. The his elements final, are his, his final line is, "What the hell am I even doing here?" <laughs> I just want to drink Crystal Skull vodka. It's good. It's not just a gimmick. Trust me. Come on, Jack. The elements are missing. I'm Rocket Raccoon. You got to get the elements. Somebody told me Bradley Cooper was going to be here. I'd love to be work with him. Uh, it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm stuck here with Sean Gunn like a fucking animal. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, no offense. Sean, see, that's another person. We can get Sean Gunn. Sean can, Gunn, come on, on. Get, come on the show. Him. Okay. I'll get him. I'm going to get Sean Gunn. Well, that was um, yeah, the worst Prada. We'll come back to that a little bit later when we do our <laughs> final review. But next up, I'm going to get to the numbers here on our next film. 1989, She-Devil. Directed Yay! by... Yay! And yay! A comedy indeed. Central, late Comedy Central favorite, always playing. <laughs> oh my god, I could a hundred percent imagine this movie like because for me, like my gender, it's like Big Lebowski and Dogma. I could imagine like it's like two in the morning, like I'm about to beat a uh, super monkey ball, and then motherfucking she devils on the TV. Oh yeah, and it's a CRT baby. Two in the morning, 1994. She oh, Devils yeah. on Comedy Central. Yes. The Mets have just won the World Series. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I know um, nothing about sports. Any sports. <laughs> this film was directed by Susan Seidelman. Hmm? It was a budget of $20 million. Unfortunately, only made $15.4 million. Not huh. a box office success. Um, the Rotten Tomato score was a 40%. <gasps> That's Heathens. Um, there is, a lot of them. Mon I don't do. even have a consensus sentence to give you about it. <laughs> Compared to the book-level Wikipedia page that The Devil Wears Prada had, She-Devil, four printed pages. Significantly less. Um, no Academy Award nominations. 
Boo! Meryl was nominated for one of those prestigious GGs, the Golden Globes Best Actress in a Musical Comedy, though. Uh, She-Devil, a movie I had never actually seen before, and I'm just going to be honest, I thought it was freaking hilarious. It's, I was into it. Yeah, it's good as hell. And, like, I will say for me, this is definitely, like, a genre of movie I would consider, uh, this is, like, uh, specific to me only, like, uh, VHS, uh, uh, po- like VHS, I would be intrigued by at Hollywood Video. This is a hundred percent a movie. I'd see that poster of uh, Roseanne Barr, uh, looks looking like she's eating uh, Meryl <laughs> Streep's dog. What is that? Yeah, it's like, oh no, it's her choking Meryl Streep. There we go. Yeah. And she has the dog in her hand. And I'd be like, Revenge what? is sweet and low. <laughs> and low. And I'd be like, what the hell does that mean? I love the font. That font should be used more often. The devil yeah. font. I'm going on I'm going on Google and gonna search she devil font and gonna download that bad boy onto my computer. But Folks, uh, if you wanna make us an Academy Academy t shirt in the She Devil font, we would love it. We'd take a hard look oh, at that. Jesus and Christ, we'd each yes. wear it around. Oh, that'd be real I would hundred percent wear the uh Okay, that's gonna happen. That we're gonna get Sean Gunn. We're gonna get Dan Aykroyd. We're gonna get Paul Walter Hauser. We're gonna get the Academy Academy T-shirt in the She Devil font. That's yeah. that one we can actually do. The the fourth the one. The yeah. other one. <laughs> Fun that fact one. about the She Devil font: it is the default font on Mario Paint. <laughs> Mom, you heard you heard that? <laughs> Turn on that Super Nintendo. Somebody call Patrick's mom. She's got some Mario paint to do. Yep, you got to play Mario paint. And then you have to make a, uh, a little song. You have to do the Cheers theme in the Mario paint. So you can make little songs in that game, if I remember correctly. Uh, let's see. But, uh, uh, yeah, but this is a, uh, for Meryl, this is a pretty straightforward comedy. Oh, yeah. Like, most of her movies, she's funny. We know that. This is the comedy round. Mm-hmm. But... This is a pretty just out and out solid comedy. Great satire too. I just thought the entire thing with Roseanne building the army of ladies to defeat and destroy <laughs> Ed Bagley Jr. was um, absolutely spectacular. It, it's it's yeah. it is it is insane. Like the beginning of this movie, like it it plays like a, a Batman villain origin story. <laughs> it's like she blows up the house and she becomes wife face. Like I, I don't know, <laughs> a wife it's face. Very, it's very Kill Bill. Oh, a hundred. Like, yeah. The entire list of everything. Yeah, proto Kill Bill. Oh yeah. Oh she and she's yeah definitely she's the gritty antihero. She's like yeah this is <laughs> this is her this is her Punisher origin story. Like this is her like. Also, like, man, like, okay, I'll say this. I've never seen kids so unlikable (laughs) in a movie. So impressive. Also, the way they nonchalantly react to their house blowing up. (laughs) Insane. I loved it. Those kids are, those kids, like, I love, like, they are kind of props in this movie, but they're, like, oh, I don't know, I love them. Well, this movie is not, ex- much oh, like it's, yeah, it's... the fantasy of the Devil Wears Prada, this is a fantasy as well, but a much, oh, well, it's a frankly, funner, funner, funner yeah. and nastier one. <laughs> oh, I love how dark this movie, like, she, like, it's, and then by the end, like, not only, oh, man, okay, we need to talk about Meryl Streep, I can't keep talking about, because, uh, like, her performance in it is very interesting. Like, there's two different layers to her performance. 
I think she really, really, really wanted to let her hair down after spending the 80s doing things like Silkwood and um, Sophie's Choice. Oh, yeah. And I'm looking at, like, all these movies, and I think this is, like, let's see, Heartburn. I guess Heartburn's a romantic comedy. Mm -hmm. But this is, like, yeah, this is definitely her first, like, balls-to-the-wall, like, goofy movie. Like, it's before this, it was, like, primarily just, like, yeah, Deer Hunter. Um <laughs> You know, Kramer versus Kramer, French Lieutenant's Woman, Sophie's Choice. I guess Manhattan is, but it's like, yeah, this ain't fucking Manhattan, though. You know what She's, I mean? Like, she yeah. was not given the jokes in Manhattan. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Like, I mean, the only element that's similar to Manhattan is that the daughter is looks like she's shacking up with the pool boy almost, and nobody <laughs> seems to mind. Oh, oh man, she's very Manhattan esque. Yeah, very. Yeah, I am glad we didn't put that movie on our bracket <laughs> i will continue to never see that movie uh man uh but uh no this is like an interesting like i don't know like she it's broad like it's a broad performance but it's so it's fun and there are like weird like like i like that like she's like acting as her like you know she has to kind of put on a performance in this movie and i like how like she tones, she like, she heightens the craziness as Roseanne Barr increasingly throws chaos elements into her life. Uh, some that make more sense than others, some that, that don't, but are still very fun to watch her react to. I think this is the movie, too, that Jen, when we were watching it and we were just talking about Meryl Streep doing accents, that you declared that she, you think she's just doing an accent in every movie. Yeah. I think that's yeah. right. That's I a, mean, yeah, this one in particular. As Patrick was saying, like she's kind of doing double roles and she's trying to hide her white trashiness by doing this faux, like, oh, hey, how's it going? Everything's fine. Weird, like very almost film noir actress voice. And then when all hell breaks loose on her end, you hear her go back to her white trash voice, like, what? Get out of here! You're grounded! <laughs> and then, at the end of the movie, she goes back to that kind of, like, a version of that She's throaty... become, like, an intellectual version of it, yes. though. Mm -hmm. yeah. So she's got, like, three different characters that she's playing, all within the same character, which is, like, a, a weird triple threat situation. <laughs> How funny um, was the person who played her mother, too? Like, oh, my gosh, totally my going favorite line. My favorite line. Bye-bye, Bobby! Like, that's uh, my favorite. Oh, that, that, that character whipped. I loved, yeah, no. Was it Sylvia, <laughs> Sylvia Miles? Uh, yeah, I played love, uh, Mrs. Fisher. I love, like, so that's, like, one of my favorite archetypes in a movie, when you just have, like, a kind of, like, an over-it, like, grandmother character that's kind of like ah i'll do whatever the fuck i want like i survived world war Two. like like ah man like you had cigarette in hand you know just letting the poodle shit like money that's a money <laughs> just, uh, there's just like a really fun nastiness to almost every character in this oh, movie caustic yeah and yeah it was just it never took its foot off the gas in terms of just pushing things to a weirder weirder and wilder and wilder directions and i mean i was it was one of the funnier move new funnier new movies I've seen this year. I will say it wasn't new. It was new to sorry. me. New to me. Yeah, so. I know. I just and I think that's even a bigger credit though to have a movie that is what 
how like it came out in 89 yeah over 30 years old to have a movie like that still make you laugh i think i think is a real testament to the writing and the acting of and directing of that film yeah i mean i'm i'm really kind of surprised that it it got such poor reviews say upon initial release yeah i mean it's like i think like it's like one of those movies where like uh you know on paper it probably doesn't make or not on paper but like you know when you watch it like there are definitely moments where it doesn't make a lot of sense and i think you know if you watch it from like a lens of like my movies have to be logical and they have to make sense then you're probably not gonna like you know give it the best rating perhaps but this is like a fucking comedy like the it's not it's not supposed to be like this like perfect like it's just it's funny it's silly it's sloppy but in like a fun way it's sloppy like i don't know like i'm like it's the laughs are good like it works it it, it works and like also roseanne in this movie fucking killer like she's so fun in this film yeah yeah and i would say you know roseanne has always been pretty polarizing and right now of course she's oh yeah in a like can't oh, yeah. place for a oh, yeah. freaking good reason but I would say throughout her entire career has always been very polarizing um, down to just, you know, the fact that she was a female in comedy, um, plus size female in comedy. Uh, I mean, the story of her is legendary going up at the original, like in the original stage of the comedy store, killing it and then getting to go into like the main showroom which was absolutely unheard of and from there her her career just took off and a lot of people like a lot of people men in particular begrudged her of that <laughs> and oh 100 yeah yeah i would imagine and it's like and the thing too is like it's not only her like like the the protagonist she's the protagonist she's our stingo I would I would argue she is the best stingo we've had so far. <laughs> she is, wow. She's my wow. top. She is my top stingo. That is. I would say I think I like her. She's more. I, I don't know if I like her. You know, maybe like personality. You know, she's evil. She kills people in this movie. Pretty like wantonly. To the listeners who are updating our uh, Wikipedia page when that oh, yeah. comes, uh, please keep track of the stingo rankings. We're gonna need help with that. But oh. I I really like that comparison patrick in that she is the better stingo oh 100 percent, yeah and like and she is like i root for her more like she's like a it's like she's like oh, oh you're, she's... you're 100 rooting for her because yeah. i think we need to get to the third wheel in our trio of leads here oh ed, ba- ed bagley jr like why are ladies what? dropping it like flies for this man and his sandy ass hair like it, why why are they like just like oh my gosh it doesn't get sexier <laughs> in the 80s and ed bagley jr real like, hunk uh, real hunk I think, I, uh it's like an insane it is like a crazy i mean i guess like <laughs> I don't trying know. To explain it. I'm trying, trying to. Explain to I'm trying, it. See, that's the thing with this movie is like you can't try to logic it. You, it's, <laughs> it's 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 an emotion. This movie is like you let the movie wash over you. You're like, sure, Ed Bagley Jr. is married to Roseanne, and then he's married to Meryl Streep for some reason, and they love each. That's the other weird thing too. Like, truly, what does Meryl Streep's character? seeing him at all yeah because i remember like they go to meet they meet at the fancy like party at the ball at the ball and it is like Mm -hmm. he is just like the 
I will give Ed Bigley Jr. this. He is like, he's a generic white guy. He is like a, you know, he's like a generic, uh, you know, the, you know, the comic Dilbert, there's like a Ted, the generic guy. He's like one of the, he's one of the generic office workers in Dilbert. Uh, go fuck yourself, Scott Adams. Had to say that. Uh, just so I, not a, not a big Dilbert freak, but, uh, hey, Scott Adams is, no, he's bad. He's bad. But, uh, <laughs> uh maybe that's too harsh. I don't, who cares? But, uh, 10 well, minutes later after Patrick is going back and forth <laughs> in his head about the status of the creator of Dilbert. <laughs> I would say, I would say he's like a, and I, I can never pronounce this character, this actor's name correctly. Carrie Ells. The guy from yeah. Pizza Oh, Ride. Elvis, he, maybe. Yeah, he's like a melted <laughs> version. Stretch, too. He's like six foot. Very A little bit. He is like a stretched and like, yeah, a little gummier, like a gummier Carrie Elvis. Like, a, there's a little more push to him. He's a little more push. He's not a bad looking guy, but like, he he's pulling a lot street. in this movie. He's pulling millionaire. Super successful street here. Oh, he, oh he's no! Her with like a twenty-year-old secretary at his office. Oh, totally. Yeah. I, I, yeah. The one thing I was gonna say though, as an actor, like, and this is like not like his character in the movie, just him as an actor. Like, he is like, he's like one of the one of the rare generic white guy actors that I think is able to like make that character interest. Like, he adds character to a generic white guy, like a plain like non. Like not even Italian, not a Chris Messina who's like Italian American or like a Jewish American. Like he is like you know straight from the corn Iowa boy, and he has and he but he's able to imbue that with a little bit of like his own personal take, which I think is like uh, difficult uh, compared to like I don't know. Like I see so many white guys in movies, Patrick, and they're like, yeah. Well, you kind of cut out for a half sec. Oh, okay, no worries. I was just going on a rant about uh, Ed Beagley Jr. It's fine. He's he's okay. No, I don't know. Great. Yeah, he's, he's I fine. Think he's um. He does such a good job in this movie because while it is inexplicable how often he's getting laid, you really want to see him get his comeuppance. He's oh totally, and he's funny. He's slimy. He's yeah, funny and slimy. slimy. And you wanna? He's he's so slimy. It's a great slime. Like I wanna. It's like Nickelodeon Kids Choice Awards with this oh, guy. <laughs> yes. Just cover me in that Be- Begley Junior slime. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and just to just to back that up we have not yet researched if meryl streep has won a kid's choice award we're just assuming she has. oh yeah she she has in my head you know she just she was great in marvin's room the kids loved it yep she went there got her little blimp and lo and behold her and uh trying to think of another actor that'd be there at the time um this is like Kel, Kel Mitchell in the first season of Keenan and Kel. Her and Kel Mitchell. Kel Mitchell hands her the blimp and then the slime comes down and it's like Valhalla, my friends. She was surprised, but she went with it because she's a real pro. Yep. I I hope when I die and I'm at St. Peter's Gate, uh, St. Peter slimes me. That'd be really fun. That would be quite (laughs) funny. What a prank on the part of the angels. (laughs) That'd be like, those angels, that'd be good as hell. They watch watch Nickelodeon. They They watch Cat Dog. (laughs) <laughs> angels love all the rage angels love cat dog <laughs> you heard it here first folks yeah, um, I, th- I think like jen that's so funny. you bring up the um you brought up kill bill and her list of all the assassins that she had to kill and roseanne's simple list of uh 
oh job, yeah like how home job livelihood <laughs> it was just family family and it was the sheer joy i felt every time roseanne crossed something off that list and they they <laughs> cut back to ed bagley jr and his floppy hair like oh what <laughs> no you got so excited when she was at the last final one because you're just like oh no he's going to jail like they got so excited <laughs> and they do it yeah and they, and they do it and then like like she like it's almost like gone girl or something in the end where like he like goes to her and like it's like damn dude they went they, she she's like or he's under her thumb it like rips and she had that she had all of her army of gals who all had their julie powell uh brooches <laughs> Why uh, so many brooches, Julie? So on the topic of best Stingo, I would also posit this movie has best side friends for the Stingo. Yes. Which is Linda mm-hmm. motherfucking Hunt. She yep. brings it home. She's like, her character is a little like uh, inexplicable sometimes, but like, <laughs> yeah. she's like she, and very helpful to the plot. She happens to have saved all her money in the place she works at in a little jar, which they used to found the, uh, the, the uh, job agency job agency yes the fledging agency, yes, the yes, agency. Rose, um, oh yeah and they yeah. have the little rose oh man so good but, i was uh, so nervous the first time i saw that movie sorry i was so nervous i was like oh no is she just gonna steal that poor nurse's money <laughs> that, that's what that's what i thought too i was like oh no not linda hunt but then I like think that might be like the, when you watch this now and you're like oh roseanne's such a creepo in real life yeah. That it's like you always think she's gonna like turn her, turn the tables on us, the viewer, and be like, no, she's in it for herself. But no, she's <laughs> she is the good guy in this movie. Oh yeah, and she gives like Linda Hunt purpose, like yeah. in, like in, like in like totally like in, oh um, and many other women and pastries. Like Ooh. that was the most erotic pastry eating I've ever seen. Oh yeah, that was insane. Like, yeah. Holy crap, you are satisfied. <laughs> like that must be a very good eclair. <laughs> um, I I will say. To, oh, did you guys know this movie was based on a novel? I I, I mean, I see that. Yeah, the life and loves of a she devil by Faye Weldon. Yeah, and so uh, one thing I want to say too is they 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 made a sequel to it called Death of a She Devil, released in the UK in the autumn 2017. So there's like there the door is open for a sequel to she like a she devil too, like she devils. Wow, like, there is like. I don't. I don't think Hollywood's gonna be like, "Hey." Oh yeah, that's true. You'd have to recast. You'd have to recast. That sucks. Yeah, you're right. Meryl, would you like to take second billing to Roseanne (laughs) in 2020? (laughs) No. I mean, Roseanne. People don't remember. She was so huge, huge, big in the 80s and the early 90s. Like she had her own cartoon called Little Rosie that I used to watch. Like as an animated series for the Saturday morning cartoons. Oh, was it like li- like a Life with Louie type thing? Kind of, yeah. Where she was also like a little kid because they were they're both comedy store, uh, comedy store icons. Like that's well, Howie where Mandel they started. Had, uh, Bobby's World. Bobby's too. World as well. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. I mean, you weren't. Were you really a comedian in the eighties if you didn't have a cartoon where you were a child? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can't, Who, believe Tim, I can't believe Tim Allen didn't have one where he was yeah. playing with power tools as like a six-year-old. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, somebody missed that. <laughs> we could we could have had the the clay babies. Andrew Dice Clay is a little infant. Oh, uh, no. I'm trying to think of other clay like babies. 
Make it yeah, really- Jill went up a hill, but I'm actually gonna do the full nursery rhyme because it's a kid's show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey. <laughs> oh man, what other like uh, uh Paula Poundstone <laughs> worlds? I don't know. But they 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 did seem to be handing out animated series around that time period. If you were famous, it was like, well, you've already got like I think Hulk Hogan had a. Um, an animated series, I believe. Mr. T he did. He had did. an animated oh, series. Yeah. You know, I think anybody. You know, if you're famous, let's let's try, let's let's water you down a little bit, turn you into a cartoon, and sell you to the kids too. Oh yeah, hell! If you were a famous object back then, if like if the Rubik's Cube had a TV show, like there you go. You're, yeah, they were they giving them away like uh, so many plums off a plum tree. The Rubik's Cube was kind of condescending. <laughs> people don't remember that rubik's cube show was really racist don't get don't <laughs> really don't get, all trying to get the same color on one side rubik's cube really was jacked up cancel the rubik's cube don't give that rubik's cube ambien <laughs> i'll make some mean posts about bop it i mean people say people say mel gibson like really <laughs> Really took a turn after watching that Rubik's cartoon. Yeah, you know, originally yeah. it was going to be the passion of the cube. <laughs> <laughs> and Jim Caviezel uh, was like, nah, I'm Catholic. And so uh, that was the. That was it. That was it. That was it. That was it. Okay. Jim, okay. Jim said, I got to. I love your script, Mel. <laughs> got one note for you, just a little tweak. Instead of a Rubik's cube, maybe make it Jesus. Yeah, <laughs> maybe make a Christ. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I love. I don't know. I don't know, Jim. <laughs> I love. I loved Monica Bellucci as the Twister. Uh, she, the Twister. Uh, t- uh, Bop it. Or Bop It. I was going to say the Twister, or what's it called? Twister? Like the. I was trying to think of another kid's. Bop It's a better pull. Kick Bop it? It's a better pull. Skip it. Uh, I slap. mean. The with the Rubik's cube though, it was still going to be NC seventeen level violent. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, that, also, that Rubik's cube is topless. Like people don't understand. Like the nips on a Rubik's cube, there's six of them. Yeah. Oh god, yeah. it's hot, hot stuff. Hot and stuff. like when yeah, when like when Pontius Pilate is pulling off each each little sticker off the Rubik's oh, cube. Oh my for, gosh! It, it'll last one hour. <laughs> Bowie was going to reprise his role as Pontius Pilate, but yeah. when it got changed to uh, Jesus from the Rubik's Cube, he left the project for like creative I've differences. Been there, done that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's still in Aramaic with the Rubik's Cube. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Definitely. Yeah. Ah, yeah. we got to get back to the movie. <laughs> How am I the one saying this? <laughs> I was. I was really just kind of lost in the Rubik's Cube. It, it and, is. It is uh, funny. It is a lot of nipples, Don. Yeah, that is true. That is. Sorry. Uh, Sorry. You've just you've just birthed the new subreddit, <laughs> or a, a page on DeviantArt. There's gonna be some <laughs> some 15 year old kid who listens to this in like 30 years and is like, uh, me thinks I'm gonna draw a Rubik's cube with uh, breasts, breasts, <laughs> uh, with his uh, wheelies. I feel bad for that kid Fucking because freak. now he's gonna be like, "Oh no, is this what gets? Is this what I'm into? Oh no, how am I gonna find a gal who will wear a Rubik's cube and then draw some 
he's on there. Like you're what? you're you're one hundred percent getting pulled aside at the parent teacher conference to discuss your son. Oh, uh, it's like yeah, it's like it's like it's like the scene in Super Bad, but instead of dicks, it's just uh, Rubik's cubes with women's breasts. Sexualize the Rubik's cubes. Yeah, just and very. Just a few male breasts with hair coming out of the nips because you know equal opportunity Rubik's cube. That's true. It's like it's like our our crumb if he was really weird. Oh man, yeah, our crumb was really twisted. Um, but I think you know to finally to turn things around and get back to She Devil here. <laughs> I would I would implore our listeners check this movie out. This is really this is pro- this is a very underrated movie that we all had a lot of fun watching and laughing too yeah i hooted and hollered it gets uh it gets two hoots and two hollers yep that's that's my version of a thumbs up and i think um i mean i think meryl i think she's she's real good in this film i think she's she's definitely testing the water seeing kind of how broad she can take things i know that she had gotten some criticism throughout the 70s and 80s as being a bit um icy and humorless by some critics mm. in her kind of technical performances. And I think she definitely wanted to use this to show, no, I can, I can let loose. I can get a little, I can be goofy too, mm. you know? And I think that they, and I think that this film really gives, has a really great, like, you know, feminist message to it in a sense of, you know, the, and all, and I think it, it's a wonderful satire. You love it so much to see Ed Bailey Jr. getting it. Oh yeah! As the film progresses, and when he means it. He means sex. That oh, too. Yeah. That that too. Uh, <laughs> he does get played quite a bit. We see his buns. I mean, he's. We out do there see Ed Bailey yeah. Jr.'s booty. We do see that, and no one asked. <laughs> Ed, Ed Bailey Jr. He's dummy thick. <laughs> But I will, I will say about this movie is that, as you were saying, like she had been really more in dramatic roles, and I feel like this opened her up for so much more fun. Like with She Devil, opened her up to, um, opened her up to Death Becomes Her, mm. and then you you see her in more lighthearted roles moving on, and it's just defending like, your life was just a couple years later. Yeah, and I feel like if she wasn't doing roles like this, you're not going to get her into roles like Mamma Mia, you know, mm, because that's yeah. just, it, it just opens her up to even more possibilities. And she has so much range. And this is just such a fun escape. And like, this is the kind of movie that, you know, in the 90s, like I mentioned before, you're watching, you're flipping through the channels. Yeah. You just saw that PCU ended <laughs> and you're like oh shoot what's next she devil okay the Popeye cinematic universe yeah it's just pc you know pc i know i know <laughs> yeah you just finished you just finished watching the trials of wimpy <laughs> the We're seven trials <laughs> but i just i personally like i enjoy this movie a little more because I have such a nostalgia wrapped around it mm-hmm. and seeing it so much as a kid. And even though I'm like not a big Roseanne fan, I'd still appreciate her opening the door for so many female comics yeah. uh, only to kind of like shut the door back and yeah. be like, screw everybody. It is 
she, she grabbed Tom Arnold and then shut the door behind her. <laughs> yeah, what the heck was that about? Yeah, it is like, yeah, it's it sucks so hard that she sucks. That's like not yeah. cool. It is like just though, because she's like, yeah, it is like this is a movie. I think that like this is a fair. There's some movies where I think you shouldn't like not shouldn't. That's wrong. But like, I think this is a movie you can enjoy like without like yeah, you're fine to watch this movie. You're not hurting it. Like this is it's, it's good. <laughs> yeah, don't feel bad about yourself for enjoying She Devil. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, she is being a devil. So yeah, she is staying true to form. <laughs> yeah, but I, but I, but I will say too, though. I will say too, though. Like when you brought up like the like that is such like a Proustian place that you took me to. The whole like, uh, um, like that's such a vibe. Like this is like that type of movie exactly. Where like you are in your bedroom at eleven p.m. You've had like two pieces of cold pizza. You turn on Comedy Central, She Devil is on. Like that is like such a real lived in place. And I do have like a weird place in my heart for like movies like that are of that genre. Like, yeah, like you said, like PCU, like uh like yeah, for like dogma, like uh I feel like Big Lebowski was like playing on Comedy Central a lot for some weird reason. And so like the first like four times I've watched like One Crazy Summer <laughs> was the one I remember. Oh yeah, one cra- Oh Saving Silverman. That's another one. <laughs> I like so I homeschooled for like 2 years like in middle school and so I'd watch like Comedy Central during lunch and mm. like Oh nice. Oh hell yeah, it, it fucking slapped. And like uh it's it slapped hard. But uh I I've watched like the first half of Saving Silverman probably like 50 times because of like I don't know how that movie ends. But I've definitely Neil seen Diamond, Neil Diamond shows up. Oh, that's good. Yeah, I like that. Uh, but uh, but uh, like that's like such a real. I don't know. Like I think like uh, uh, man. Like I have a love. Like I feel like this is like a movie too that should be on. Um, like when things open up again, this would be such a fun Alamo Draft House. Like yeah, I would yeah, love. I'd love to see the new Beverly. Yeah, this would oh, be. Yeah. yeah, this is like this should. This is hundred percent like a midnight. This is like a fun movie you see it at like ten p.m. with a bunch of people that are invested in it or whatever. Like if they're doing true Beverly Hills at the Alamo Draft House, they could motherfucking play She Devil. Like come on, like if you can do, if you're doing. And that's true, the Patrick Promise. Yeah, that's the that's the Patrick Promise. Uh, but, uh, no, but uh, and it, okay, and then the other thing I'm gonna say too is that Meryl Streep's performance in this is like, uh, it's interesting because I think it is like it's like her first major comedy, and I think like she is like she's not. She's not cold. I think the cold thing too is fucked up. I don't think like she's even like a cold. She's technical. She's not cold in my opinion. I think those are two different. Mm-hmm. Is that fair to say? Yeah. 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 I think, I think so. she. I don't yeah. think because I think cold is like a mean like that, that has like negative connotations. I think she's yeah. very. I think she's very technical. And I still think in this movie it's still like a bit of that like. There's still a bit of that technical. Like you do get the sense that there are like you know, uh, cogs working in the background. Like this isn't like Mamma Mia loose street. No. And that's not a and that's not a bad thing. That's a good like I, I like the performance she gives is the one she wants to give, and it's great. And I also love that this role, like uh, like Jen said, like this opened her to end up becoming loose loose Meryl. Like you get to see her in her loosey goosey. Careful, careful with the turn. Oh, that's true. That's true. That's true. That's true. Uh, yeah, but not not loose Meryl. Not loose Meryl. Uh, uh, what's another term for that? Uh, fun, yeah, fun, goofy? fancy goofy. free, fancy, fancy free. free, fancy yeah, free. Meryl, this is like good. This is like uh, she's like a a, a a a Mickey Mouse cartoon about going up a beanstalk. Fun and fancy Which free. Is a movie that she also does. Oh, mm. yeah, yes, yes, that's true. Yeah. 
Okay. Yeah. Into the woods. Yeah. Into the woods. I love what you said too about the being cold because it's just like that is a thing that women get. It feels very much like why aren't you smiling? Why aren't you smiling Uh, when you're doing uh, (laughs) Sophie's choice? Sophie's choice. (laughs) Yeah. Why aren't you smiling? Yeah, <laughs> maybe you should smile a little. And it's like, nah, fuck off, dog. I need to stop swearing. I swear too much. I'm sorry, mom. I'm sorry. <laughs> I hate to tell you, Patrick, you say that every single episode. I you do haven't say that. learned. You haven't learned. I'll never learn. I. You're going to learn that I am someone who never, who always doubts himself. I'm never sure with any of the choices I make. <laughs> it's It's going to be fun. We're going to have fun we're, uh, we all, already are we already uh are. yeah yeah sure sure we are I'm like two hours in we're gonna have fun <laughs> we're two hours in guys. the fun is coming the fun is coming when is the fun coming <laughs> i'm having a normal one uh okay let's, let's okay Listen, um, why don't we uh get to the uh the moment of truth here yeah So uh, we're going to just take, give our final thoughts we're going to go around the circle mm-hmm. patrick will start i will go second jen you will go third and uh, we're gonna ladies third, ladies third as the <laughs> oh, yeah. as is the tradition, and um, we'll you know we'll see who's gonna take who's gonna come out of this first round of the comedy Ooh. category. She devil, the devil wears Prada, two very scary, very spooky, very hellish films. Yeah. What? So um, Patrick, <laughs> why don't you want, why don't we let's uh, let's hear your final thoughts? Yeah, uh, scary movies, lots of ghouls and goblins. Uh, thoroughly, sp- literally, yeah. The part where I get spookified by a goblin, loved it. Uh, let's see, it's hard. It is like tough because uh, you know, there's a part of me that also wants to put both of these movies into their context. And like when you see this as like if you when you see She Devil as opening the door for like a more broader streep in the future uh, and not someone who's just kind of like consigned to like the, the art house route, so to speak, or whatever, or like the, you know, Hollywood drama route. Um, you know, it's important. That's significant. And it is like a really funny, she plays like, yeah, two or three different characters almost in one character. Like it's very like, you know, it's like layers of an onion, baby. Like there's like a roll behind a roll behind a roll. She's a regular ogre. She's a regular <laughs> ogre. She's a regular Shrek. Uh my boy Shrek. Uh Wow. Two hours in, first Shrek reference. I know, man. It's tough for me. I was holding him back. I was like, man, I could drop a a, a John Lithgow as Farquad here. <laughs> I'm gonna keep that bullet in my my holster. I keep the bullets in my holster and then I put them in the gun. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, uh, but uh, you know, it's, it's a hard, it's like, like the, it's iconic. The, 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 uh, the, the performance in uh, the Devil Wears Prada. I, my brain wanted to say death becomes her so badly, but I had to like really force myself to say the devil wears Prada. That was very odd. Uh, my mind is tingling, but uh, maybe I'm dying. Uh, but <laughs> but I'm not dying. I'm not dying. I'm fine. Uh, that's good. I'm having an, uh, but I think like the, it's like iconic. It's like one of the most, I, it is like probably her most popular role now, currently, I would say. Like I'd say that like the, I think it wouldn't be a stretch to say that like her role in the devil wears Prada is like, as of 2020, her most iconic role. Um, it's tough. Fuck. Uh, it's hard. I will have to say. And here's the thing too. I'm not like I like the Devil's Wears Prada, but I am like 
there is a part of me that is annoyed with the film sometimes. Like, I think Julie and Julie does a better job of like, uh, I don't know. It's like, it's like uh, no workplace should be like Eve like that, or maybe workplaces should be that. Insane. I don't know. Uh, but uh, uh, I'm gonna give it to the. It's hard with a heavy heart. Devil Wears Prada. Devil Wears Prada, and uh, your winner this week of the. Stanley Tucci supporting role of the week. Oh, gotta give that. Mm, you know what? I'm giving that Tucci to Blunt. Oh, I'm giving that Tucci to Blunt. I Emily thought, Blunt. I thought Emily... you thought. Yeah, she. You know, don't get me wrong. I love the Tucci in it, but this is like probably Emily Blunt's probably still her best performance, right? Like, is there like another Emily Blunt movie where like she like? Uh, I don't know. Like, it's like it's no, like she's pretty good in most. Yeah, I mean she she is, but like yeah, that's true. I mean there probably is like a big like series. I mean Sicario, she's like really good in. Although like I don't know, like her character, she's so fun in this movie. It's such a meaty role. I don't know. It's a a breakthrough performance. Yeah, exactly. It's like yes, the door. It's the door. It's the the one that started it all. Uh, But uh, (laughs) yeah, I'd say I give the tooch to Blunt. Oh God, pass the tooch to Blunt. Hell yeah. (laughs) Uh, That's something. That's good. There's something good there. Uh, Hey, this guy's a narc. (laughs) <laughs> what are you talking about uh just pass me some of that teach bro but uh and then uh yeah give it to devil wears prada yeah well i i, I could tell patrick that was kind of you're working it out in your head a bit there because this is a real yeah I, this is a toss-up it is um, it's, it's hard yeah give it to me straight doc what do you say i agree because she devil is such a delightful fun surprise mm-hmm. patrick you, for the sake of the podcast listener i will describe it patrick's background for tonight's zoom call is roseanne walking away from the house exploding and it's just <laughs> delightful every time you see it um that being said devil wears prada i think like patrick said it is one of her most iconic roles it's kind of one of the i think it'll be one in that probably top five at the very least when all is said and done, heaven forbid, for Meryl. Um, I think that what she does in The Devil Wears Prada is a lot more nuanced than in She-Devil. I think that she is both quite funny in The Devil Wears Prada, but also gives you that emotional heft that I don't think is there. And it's not her fault because I just don't think it... She Devil is not, that's not really the game. Yeah. She Devil's playing. Um, and, you know, I guess I I agree. I think with a heavy heart, I also vote for the Devil Wears Prada. Yeah. The hearts are heavy, folks. Because Go. She Devil slaps, as we've all said, and we should all go rent that before you rent Devil Wears Prada, <laughs> frankly. <laughs> um, and my Stanley Tucci supporting. Player of the Week award goes to the awards namesake, Stanley oh, yeah. Tucci. He, he walks away with all of his scenes in The Devil Wears Prada. He's a delight. He always gives it his best to support Meryl, as we saw last week in Julia and Julia, and this week in The Devil Wears Prada. Uh, Jen, your final thoughts. So, I it's, it's nice to hear both of your uh, votes. Because it's like, well, I can kind of go with my heart mm-hmm. at this point, <laughs> since uh, it's kind of obvious where you, you gentlemen are. Uh, I just, I feel like 
yes, her role in The Devil Wears Prada is more nuanced and there's more depth to it. But I feel like in She Devil, she's doing, she's having, it looks like she's having so much more fun. And because of that role, it opens her up to Postcards from the Edge, which is like a, the next movie she does, which is a comedy based off of Carrie Fisher's book um, about her and her life with her mother, Debbie Reynolds. And then she's doing Defending Your Life, which is we watched personally and I thought it was fantastic. And then Death Becomes Her. She does four comedies back to back to back to back. <laughs> and because of that, it opens her up to being able to even eventually do a movie like The Devil Wears Prada and to be able to go on and stop doing all like dramas and epics. And, I mean, eventually after all the comedy, she does The River Wild, which is fantastic. And I just... And then she goes back to the bridges of Madison County. <laughs> she knows her wheelhouse too. Um, and Marvin's room. So I feel like I I feel like I want to take a leap and say she devil if if for the pure nostalgia of it and how much I enjoyed it as a child and the fact that it opens us up to the gift that is Meryl doing comedy and I just think it's such a fun role, and I know that you you two have already picked what you've picked. And I, there's no way I can sway you, um, and I just I it bothers me to think that she's going to be known for a role that was so short in terms of screen time, mm. and when she's had so many more incredibly more meaty roles mm. where she's done so much more to have to camouflage herself into those uh into those characters to be known as this beautiful like sophisticated amazing powerhouse of a woman i mean that's great but i also I know her hero was Betty Davis and mm. I want more roles where she gets to be like, I guess this is a lived in female character, which is good, but I want her to be able to be gritty and raw and like, Oh man. More of that. Like that's like the way that Betty Davis was. And I just, I don't know. I, I like, I like those roles for her so much more as she's getting older and those bring me so much joy so i i would say uh, obviously uh for me it's she devil um because i i enjoy meryl in a, in and the start of her comedy career or comedic actress career now that's i i think that despite the fact that the devil wears prada is moving on the next round in the comedy division to play either Defending Your Life or Death Becomes Her. We all wholeheartedly recommend that you race out and go watch She Devil. Yeah, I would say if that's you like. I haven't the, seen it recently. Yeah, I would say that's the movie that, like, of these two films, like, that's the one, like, you should. 
Like, I think it's like, in in a weird way, I think She-Devil, like, stands the test of time, like, a little more. I don't know. It feels like, don't get me wrong, they're both, like, films of their respective eras, but there's just something about, like, you know, I take that back. You know what I want to say? This is what I want to say, actually. I want to say that, like, She-Devil's something you've never experienced before. There we go. Right. That's that's exactly, it's like a totally unique film, especially considering it came out in 87 and is so like it stars like it yeah it stars a non-conventional woman it's like for the time and it's like uh and a non-conventional man yeah and a non-conventional man (laughs) yeah yeah it's like not weirdly non-conventional in his conventionalness yeah (laughs) <laughs> and I, I'm so sorry I didn't say my Tucci award. Oh yes. Oh Tucci. Yes. Give us it would two. definitely it would definitely be Linda Hunt, Linda Hunt. Oh Hooper. yeah. I, I, oh, every time she's on screen, you're smiling from ear to ear. She's just magnificent, and her her emotions are so genuine, and she's just so fun. And yeah, I just what a great sidekick. And I mean, it just. It makes me sad that we don't get to see her. It, like, I know she's in a lot of roles, but I want more Linda Hunt. I oh, believe totally. she won an Oscar, too. She not did. for this, yeah. but didn't she win an Oscar once? For she, the uh, Year of Living Dangerously, I believe. Yeah. She's just, she's fantastic. That's, like, an insane, because she plays, like, in that film, I believe she plays, she plays like, like, a little a, boy. Yeah, like, she plays a little boy, but it's, like, also, like, a little boy of, like, uh, was it? Chinese descent or Indian? It's crazy. It's a crazy role. East Asian descent. descent. Yeah. yeah. It is a wild. It's, oh. It is really? a wild. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But it's oh, like, yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. It, you know, say la vie. Yeah. <laughs> but Peter, um, Peter, oh, Peter, Peter Weir, Mel Gibson, yeah. Sigourney Weaver. Uh, we want a big uh, congratulations to all three of our Stanley Tucci Award winners this week and to the Devil Wears Prada for moving on. Um, We're shipping the slime as we you speak. Know, it was a very, very close call for the Devil Wears Prada. Uh, we nearly had a Cinderella story in She-Devil. And I think I'm, I'm, I'm boy, not gonna... a couple, couple, of the, couple of those plays go a different way. I think this could have gone to She-Devil. I'm not gonna lie. If uh, you, if I had gone last, like I'm, I think I'm glad I go first because if I had gone last, I would have heard Jens and I would have, uh, I would have buckled. I am such so a. You vote with your heart, sir. I'm a when buckler. It comes to street, you heart vote. <laughs> I buckle so easily. I am a buckle. I was born to buckle. You know, might as well put me around your waist. I'm a damn buckle. <laughs> Oh, wait, that's weird. I guess put me on the belt that goes around your... I don't know. I don't know. I'm trying I'm trying to make it work. I'm trying to make it work. I'm just, it's so hot in my room right now. Are you going to buckle on that joke? No. Okay, let's move on. Let's move on. Let's move on, let's move on to a little game here. Um, Meryl Streep was born in the year 1949. Okay. There was a lot of cinema before Meryl. There's been a lot of cinema after Meryl. Mm-hmm. She can't be in all of it. But what if she could? This is the Streep swap. Okay, guys. We're going to be looking at any role in the history of cinema that Meryl Streep did not play. There's been a lot of good ones that she played. She didn't play them all. So you guys got some suggestions for some other roles Meryl could have done if she could have been around for any point at any age in the history of cinema. Jen, it looks like you're ready to go. Let's go. I have three. Okay. Because I'm obnoxious. No, it's fine. I have two. I want her as as Joan Crawford in Mildred Pierce. I've mentioned that to you before. Yes. Because I think she would have destroyed that. 
It's right uh, down the middle of that one, if you ask me to. I want her as, and Don, you know, this is one of my favorite movies, and you bought it for me for the Criterion collection. Now Voyager, I think she would be. It's a uh, it if they were to make. Uh, well, first off, do not remake this movie. It is a <laughs> it is a classic. It's wonderful. Don't you touch it, Hollywood. But if if we were in a if we were in a world where the movie didn't exist yet, this would be a perfect vehicle for Street. Just absolutely, it encompasses so much of the characters that you know that she is known for. You take somebody who is kind of mousy and not like not um, that sophisticated, and then you know they change their lives around completely, and it's just a beautiful. A uh, movie about the human spirit, and then the other one might surprise you. I would love her to play Aaron in the 2011 movie *You're Next*. Oh yeah, that's that's a great one. Uh, favorite in our apartment. Yeah, I feel like that would be really fun to see her in a horror thriller where she's kicking ass, and maybe she's a little younger and. Just, uh, I'd love to see how she handles A.J. Bowen. <laughs> <laughs> well, those are great picks. I, uh, I mean, I think it's, um, she's got such a timeless quality about her that she, you can imagine her slipping very easily into kind of the golden age of Hollywood mm. kind of roles, the, 40, the 30s and 40s movies like Now Voyager or Mildred Pierce, certainly. And then, of course, we've, I think we've brought it up before how much we would like to see Meryl Streep in a horror movie. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, I think she would be really partnered well with like Toby Hooper and like Poltergeist or something like a, like a high budget um, horror movie. You know, she'd work well with is actually the guy we've been into is uh, Mike Flanagan. I was literally going to say that. Yeah. I I just, she'd do well in his films. I would, I was just watched, um, uh, not Haunting of Hill House, but I just watched the first episode of the fir- of the second. Uh... The Bly Manor. Yeah, Bly, exactly, Bly yeah. Manor, and it's we're like. We're <laughs> Yeah, we're work- we're working our way through it too. <laughs> no, no spoilies, uh, but then <laughs> no. ne- there's ghosts. There's ah, ghosts. Not too scary. I'm turning it off. <laughs> oh, I'm still so mad at the Guardians' review of that with that gal who wrote i'm not a fan of horror movies two stars two uh, stars is like i don't like you and your editor i'm very disappointed that they didn't go this is really biased and we're not publishing this the sentence uh, she wrote though ghosts aren't real so they're not scary yeah it's just like, the what funniest the just, uh, what? i'm not gonna on. say what episode we are watching but we were watching an episode last night and I watch horror movies a lot. It mm. takes a lot to scare me when it comes to horror movies. And I jumped and I hurt Dawn. Yeah. And I jumped. <laughs> like, I, also... I think I scratched you because yeah. I got so scared. And you were just like, what? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I will 100% say I'm like a horror coward. I do not like, I mean, I like horror movies, but like every time I see them, I'm like always spooked and startled. So like, I, it is, I'm, I'm, if it's scared of you, I better uh, get the rubber sheets tonight or something. Yeah. Because uh, this boy is going to be peeing uh, from, from fear. And it's not one of those, not, it's not one of those pleasure peas. No, this is a fear pee. 
<laughs> Thank you for clarifying. <laughs> Uh, oh man, on that wonderful note. Um, actually, uh, uh, Don, do you want to go, or do you? Should I sure, go? I can go. I you can go. 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 Hit yeah. Me. yeah. Um. So I mean, I I like Jen. You know, we watch actually a lot of like the Turner classic movie style movies around here. Oh hell yeah! And um, you know, my one of my all time favorite films, my actual favorite Alfred Hitchcock movie, is Notorious. Notorious. Yeah, and I think that I would love to see Meryl Streep in the Ingrid Bergman part in notorious i think that would be she gets to do an accent and it would be wonderful and romantic and very exciting and i i just i think she'd really shine in that i think especially when she you know meryl streep does have the hitchcock she could easily fall into the hitchcock blonde role mm-hmm. but bring a little bit more oh, intelli- yeah, yeah. bring yeah. a lot of intelligence and integrity yes. and to it yeah. as well yeah she could be um, melanie daniels from the birds mm-hmm. oh, yeah. oh yeah yeah and i i think that it i mean just in general would have been neat to see her do something with hitchcock but you know i will you know out of my favoritism for notorious i would put her in that and then my um my other idea is far 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 more of a curveball oh curve it um Scotty J, Philip Seymour Hoffman's character in Boogie Nights, who has a crush on Dirk Diggler. Oh my and god! By, and I just want to see her do the scene where he gets in the car and, like, after he tries to kiss Dirk Diggler and he gets in the car, and it's like stupid, stupid, stupid. I was just like, uh, that would be so amazing to me for some reason. <laughs> it would just be like, you know, you want to see her play like a loser. In, oh uh, yeah, a, like a schlub. A, a, a schlub. Yeah, yeah, I think that that and. I mean, her, any almost any of Philip Seymour Hoffman's parts, I think, would be cool. Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! Oh man! Uh, by the way, we are doing we're doing punch drunk love. I'm not telling my husband to shut up. <laughs> yeah. Oh man! That is the that might be the if we ever did an Adam Sandler uh, bracket, that would be I think my favorite. That might be my favorite Sandler. Uh, I. What about not, Hubie I, Halloween? I'm not ready for yeah, Hubie uh, Halloween. Oh man! <laughs> do I have to? Do I, let me pop in the the DVR. Let me pop the VHS into Netflix. <laughs> I gotta see this Hubie. Uh, gotta get my <laughs> Hubie. Hubie. It's, it's probably not, it. It is not his best performance, but it's a delight. So we re- yeah. we recommend it. <laughs> dude, hell yeah! Hey man, sometimes you just have to like turn off your brain and watch yeah. Happy Happy Gilmore. Or the water boy. I, I, I get I get it, Dom. Yeah. I think but, Happy uh, Gilmore surpasses Waterboy. Oh, definitely. Uh, Waterboy yeah. is the film that uh, got me sent to the principal's office because I kept recreating scenes of that movie in art class. Nice. <laughs> yep, I kept uh, swearing a lot in class. Uh, but yeah, I think... Um... I mean, I think almost every week I try and get Meryl Streep to play like a schlub or a psycho or um, that would, yeah, a that weirdo would... or whatever. And this is just that all in line with that. Like, I'd love to see her play one of uh, uh, Paul Thomas Anderson ensemble member of somebody's really, really struggling in the San Fernando Valley. Oh man, or like a Coen Brothers movie, like just her, like in a. But like, I'm actually like... kind of surprised she's never worked with the Coens. Same here. She could have been in like. Uh... What was I gonna say? Not Caesar's ghost. Hail Caesar. Hail Caesar. Caesar's I think ghost. she could have. She could have played either. She could have played Tilda Swinton's part in that, or Tilda Swinton's part in the masterpiece Burn After Reading. Ooh, yeah, she hundred <laughs> percent. I, I think th- she could have. Sorry, I think she could have played 
Francis McDormand's character in Burn After Reading. That would have been so yeah. funny. I, was, I thought you were going to say Malkovich's part, and I would have bought that, too. Yeah, I was going to say Francis, <laughs> Francis McDormand's character in uh, uh, Hail Caesar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. On that note, if uh, they did... Uh, did we talk about this in an episode that you'll hear in the future? I can't remember. <laughs> but, like, uh, no, if they did being John Malkovich, but, like, being Meryl Streep, that oh. would... <laughs> I don't think we talked about that. I don't think no. did we. Yeah, there we go. That'd be like so. That'd be for me. That'd be that. Do you have wait? Do you have any more movies? Quickly. Those were my two picks. Those are your two picks. Oh man, because I was gonna say like, yeah, being Meryl Streep, like a Spike Jones, where like she's in the John Malkovich role, and you like go into her head, and it's just Meryl, 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 like you know, <laughs> just like a a room of Meryls. Oh man, that would be and like her playing like a weird parody of herself. Who would mm-hmm. be who would be her friend in that movie? So like so John the Mal- Charlie Sheen part. Yeah. Who has the John? Yeah. Who who like comes. Oh my Stanley god! Yeah, you're right. You guys, yes. Yes. Yeah. Oh my it's god! It's always the tooch. <laughs> and then like a, like a ponchy tooch, a future tooch, a ponchy. Ah, <laughs> yeah. oh my god! I love ponchy. Future tooch is a good improv team name. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're future tooch. Can we have a uh, an, an indie film directed by David Frankel? Uh, one, <laughs> um, Miami Rhapsody, great. Uh, uh, I only know that because I'm looking at the Wikipedia page <laughs> of the director. Of- I was like, that was a quick Frankel reference. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I got Frankel's up the the his ass. Uh, also, a good team name, Quick Frankel. Quick Frankel. Quick Frankel. <laughs> That's dirty. That is dirty. That's on you. No, Quick Frankel is a clean team. No. <laughs> oh yeah, we only do clean improv. It's yeah. family friendly improv. <laughs> We're Mormon now- improvisers. <laughs> it's, it's it's still it's still long form. It's just yeah. very clean. Yeah, <laughs> we represent. Sound dirty. It's really long form, but it's clean. Oh, I'm, t- I'm, I'm sorry pretty... Patrick's mom <laughs> oh man sorry mom sorry mom sorry Mormons any Mormons now she's listening? like so that's what improv was <laughs> what the heck <laughs> that's my mom uh, uh wait the other movie I was gonna say too like I want to see her in like a balls to the wall comedy Meryl Streep is the nutty professor that would be amazing. A Meryl yeah. Streep, Nutty Professor, and she like... Either Jerry Lewis or Eddie Murphy. Version. Yeah, in my head, I'm thinking like uh, the Eddie Murphy, like that version clumps. of like, yeah. Oh my God. As all like, the clumps. A Meryl Clump. A Meryl Clump. <laughs> Wonderful. A family of Meryl Clumps eating. Ah, I'm going crazy. I'm so happy right now. I'm only... <laughs> I'll never be sad ever again. Literally, that did give me endorphins. Like, now I feel good. <laughs> if we want to go crazy here, the thing that just popped in my head, we got the exact same movie as shot, Con Air. Let's put Meryl oh. on that plane, though, baby. Yeah. Uh, so is she, like... Is she... I don't know which convict, though, she would yeah. be. Yeah, I was thinking, like, is she Cage? Is she... Well, she's uh... not Trejo. Okay. No, no, no. <laughs> like, no, no. That's too much. That's yeah. She's not Treyo. She's not Chappelle. When she you can, know she... what Treyo's crimes are, she oh, could be Malkovich. Yeah. She could be Malkovich. Oh, I could see a Malkovich. I could see Cyrus no, the virus. No, she's MC Gainey and she's yeah. driving she's the, the plane. plane. Yeah, she's Swamp Dog. Oh my God, that's such a her and like a Southern drawl. Like, oh, come on, guys. Put <laughs> the no, no, no. down. No, she's Steve Buscemi. Yeah, mm. I think you got that, Jen. I think yeah, she's uh, what's what's his name of that? Wayland. Sorry, I mean all of yeah. these are are yeah. fine and well and good and would be <laughs> wonderful. 
and Con Air will defeat any of the movies we're we're picking anyway. <laughs> oh yeah, totally. And the, the last one I have is King of Comedy. Like that'd be a great. Oh like, yeah. Her and, like the oh, her, yeah. her is Rupert Pumpkin. Like yeah. a, a Meryl Pumpkin would be so good. Like that would be. Oh God, she would. I'd love to see that. She I would, would love to see that. She would crush that. Her and then Tucci's Sandra Bernhard. I mean that that, <laughs> that that leads us closer to the other idea that I had, which was Meryl getting to play Joker. Oh, Joker Merrill would be good. Also, in King that King of Comedy, Joan Rivers is the Jerry Lewis. Yeah. See, that is a good, that's good. I'm, that's good. I'm happy now. I but, like uh, that. I would watch that <laughs> film. I wish Merrill would, I wish, I, we've talked about this yeah. in a few episodes now, how much I want to see Merrill play like a psycho or just someone yeah. like completely losing it or unhinged. Let her really, you know, you know, we talk about her contemporaries and stuff, give her taxi driver give her king of comedy or something it does it does suck like and i'm thinking about it too like uh you brought up joker and i was trying to think in my head if there are like any like female batman villains that are like 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 the but like there's no like you know you have the riddler but then like all the female i I think harley quinn sort of is tiptoeing into that area but it's still like it's too like i just want like a, a like she plays doctor fingers like she lost her fingers i don't know like i mean in the um in the spider uh oh yeah you have dr octopus played by a woman so that's that's an option um i'd also say and i know don i've I've had you watch this movie before it's a french film starring audrey tattoo and i feel like it would be a good one if you wanted a a very creepy and eerie villain t- uh, style character for uh, Meryl Streep and it'd be like the English version of it would be he loves me he loves mm-hmm. me not mm-hmm. which has Audrey Tattoo you, you follow her and you think that she's in love with this guy and that they have a good relationship and then you find out he knows nothing about her like they've barely ever co- like commit like connected at all on She's crazy. She's, she's a total stalker. Entire, yeah, total yeah. stalker and everything. Um, and it's got this great reveal at the end. Oh, I feel like that'd be a fun movie. Another one I would say, because we watched it recently, was Fincher's uh, The Game. Oh, that would be cool in the Michael Douglas really, part. Would be really fun. I've yeah. never seen. You, you don't give they don't give women those types of roles very often. Yeah, I think she she'd crush it and she'd be almost well i mean mike douglas is pretending to be much younger than what he is what are you talking about i'm 45 years old yeah so i feel like she could do it in her 70s fine (laughs) oh yeah irishman her a little bit just a touch of irishman that's all she needs yes the irish woman (laughs) The, the irish woman it's gonna happen and they do the, yeah, give her, like, the weird, uh... <laughs> Robert De Niro's, like, hunched over 75-year-old <laughs> yeah, <hunch> man. <laughs> with Meryl Streep's face, like, <laughs> I'm 22, hey! Run, you have to sit up, like, you know, you're in your 30s. <laughs> That was that. That was a, that was a conversation on the set of The Irishman. How does an old, how does a young man stand from a chair? 
Not like this. Not like this. <laughs> not with your arm. Like, yeah, it looks like you're craned over like Mr. Burns. Not uh, like not like you're in pain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the arthritis has gotten to you. Yeah. Uh, man, yeah. He, uh, Robert De Niro as Mr. Burns would be funny. Uh, but that's a different... But another, another yeah. yeah. I mean, I think, um, obviously, we'd love to see a street swap for so many. Oh, yeah. We, a million. we could go on and on and on. But sadly, folks, all good things do have to start coming to a close so jen thank you so much for coming on the show Aww, thank you I, mean, I don't have much of a choice you live in my home <laughs> and you share your life with me and i appreciate all of that too <laughs> i love you very very much oh yeah sincere. take that all other guests yeah. the host <laughs> loves me yeah. <laughs> Eat shit, Lauren Scharf. Oh, no, I'm no, just no, 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 I'm joking. No. I'm joking. I'm joking. Also, she will never listen to this. Yeah. Which is like fine. That's a good thing. She knows how to use her time wisely. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm, uh, I love you, Lauren. You're great. I was joking. I swear to God, we're joking. We're joking. I'm, ex- I'm excited for listeners of of our of my podcast to listen to your podcast because. Many of them have heard about you for over a year, and some of them have said they never want to hear your voice. That was all about you. That was all about you, Patrick. They were talking about you, Patrick. Oh yeah, yeah. (laughs) Who is this? Who is this mysterious (laughs) friend? Yes, I I have been for over a year. I've been like, you know, I just. This Patrick's guy. so great, and I just need you guys to understand my love for him is so true. <laughs> oh no! S- sorry, bud. Sorry, Don. <laughs> oh no! Oh, no. <laughs> no, that's mine. That's my like somehow that's become my catchphrase. Wait, is this the birth of He Devil? <laughs> oh no! Oh, the mic. <laughs> is this the birth of He Devil? Oh man. Wow. Just is this what, the just end what, of real? Just what the just what the world of cinema needs right now. Uh, all male reboot of she <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> But that, I, I will be I will be sad though when Donald loses his iconic mole. Starring Kevin James. Yeah, Kevin James. Kevin James. <laughs> but uh, Jen, is there anything you want to plug before we head out? Um, I mean. I, I like it when people know about everything is scary, especially since we're in October and, you know, we're doing horror movies every week and it's super fun and it stars, stars, I don't know, hosted by one of my close friends, Kyle Clark, who's just a swell guy and, you know, just super fun talking about horror movies. And if that's something that you're interested in, you know, swing, swing by. We'd love to, we'd love to share that with you. And we talk a lot of we talk a lot of game about horror movies and sometimes deviled eggs. So mm. why not? <laughs> I just I just did an unironic Homer Simpson's mm, to that. <laughs> so, uh, that's how hungry that's, I am. That is how I got Dawn to marry me. <laughs> <laughs> that is the ultimate aphrodisiac, the deviled egg. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I that was in the uh, Kama Sutra. <laughs> What? <laughs> Famous I'm traditional. Gonna, I'm just going to stick this titty Rubik's Cube into these deviled yolks. Uh, just a fetish being born every second on the show. Yep. 
I can't get off unless I have deviled eggs smushed on Rubik's cubes. I'm sorry. We 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 have a huge audience. It's just not the audience we expected. Oh, yeah. getting, a, getting a lot of uh, listeners from Austria and Germany. Weird. Yeah. We heard this is the. We heard this is the. Sometimes they talk about Meryl Streep and sometimes they talk about smushing with their feet onto pieces of cake. Like, I don't know. Like, don't get me off. Like, extremely. Hey, you know what? As long as this leads to uh, me getting a page on the German version of WikiFeet, it's fine by me. Yeah. Uh, my best friend's on WikiFeet. Okay. Oh, God. Yeah, I know. That's like she the didn't weird... want to. She just is. That's, that's the weird thing about Los Angeles is, like, I know, like, at least three people that are on wiki feet none of them are like huge like it's not like i know margot robbie or something it is like yeah whoever runs that website they're weirdly thorough <laughs> weirdly thorough weirdly thorough. <laughs> weirdly, almost as if uh, it's like uh a fetish or something <laughs> i don't know i don't but know they're interested in feet yeah it's almost like they're interested in feet i'm glad that all the movies i'm in are footless like you don't see oh yeah oh no if if, and also if you saw my feet like uh, it'd be like uh, that scene in uh raiders of the lost ark where the nazi's faces melt like that's 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 what would happen or like yeah or you'd turn to stone like a medusa my feet i can't get off unless my face is melted by feet That is the funniest thing on earth. A person like, uh, I have to, I have to constantly melt my face to get horny. <laughs> After Mary, I can't. Marion, shut your eyes. Marion, shut your eyes. They're gonna open it. <laughs> Sorry, babe. This is how I get off. Uh. Oh my I have goodness. to go to plastic surgery every couple months, but it's worth it. Uh, that dude seems cool. Show what me a- their oh, piggies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Um, How much layers of skin do you have? Uh, <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Jen. <laughs> Hell yeah. You're married uh, to me forever. Uh, well, she, she, is, she is much funnier than I. Um, That's not true. Sometimes we'll be in a grocery sometimes. store and you'll say a thing and then I'll laugh really loud. And that sustains our marriage. It's really fun. That's good. That's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> we, we nah, should, I love Don so much. He's wonderful. <laughs> Thank you. Ed. No, they're all good. Um, so before we head out, uh, Patrick, is there anyone that you'd like to thank for today's show? Uh, yes, uh, I'd like to thank. Uh, first, I'd love to thank. Uh, oh man, the, the Dr. ultimate. Dr. Schultz. The, yeah, Dr. Schultz. Uh, the ultimate. I want to thank uh, my poor mother who probably listened to all of this. You don't have to listen, Mom. You're, you're free. You're free, Jeannie. You're free. You don't have to listen. I swear you're good. Uh, and then, uh, uh, let's see. I want to thank. Uh, ooh, my two kids, Scarlett and uh, and uh, Pear. I knew a guy named Pear in college. Really? Yeah. Damn. Hell yeah. There we go. It it, it passes the test. It's a real name. My son's Pear now. And yeah, then, it, uh, it, it meant like grandfather or uncle, I think in like some Scandinavian country. Oh, okay. That's, <laughs> that's, that's the excuse I'll use when they ask me why I named him that. And then, uh, uh, and then I just wanna, 
uh, thank uh, my beautiful, the beautiful uh, producer, or not the producer, the uh, the person who makes the music for the show, Evan J- uh, Evan Cox, and then uh, the person who created the logo, Ari Grab. And who do you want to thank and plug, my good sir? Well, I got to thank my co-host Patrick. He's killing it as always. Our excellent guest today, Jen, who I you know probably favor more than our other guests, rightfully so. Yeah, you know, take love- that, everybody. <laughs> sleep with the host <laughs> i um that's how i got on this podcast <laughs> i gotta thank uh, <laughs> this podcast i'm not getting paid for <laughs> but I, I i really want to give a shout out to um you know 80 late 80s early 90s animated series based upon the antics of comedians of the era um i want to thank mm. stingo oh as always Stanley Tucci. I want to thank uh, Ed Bagley Jr.'s Buns. Um, oh man! I want to thank <laughs> also um, great improv name. Stanley, yes. Ed Bagley Jr.'s Ed Buns. Bagley Jr.'s buns. Uh, <laughs> the song "City of Blinding Lights" by U2, which I still like quite a bit, which is the part of, in that big helicopter shot of Paris during Fashion Week. Uh, you know so many people i mean but you know really what it all comes down to is i gotta thank the audience and i gotta tell my kids go to bed it's too late i know you're watching but i love you i love you go to bed though past your bedtime past your bedtime thank you all this has been the academy academy (laughs) bye Drapes let in some light. Tell the billboy, come get my trunk, cause I'm leaving here tonight. And I've packed my bags and I paid my bill. And I'm turning in my key And if those sad souls down in the lobby Ask for me Just tell them I'm checking out This heartbreak hotel I ain't gonna live on Lonely Street no more, no more. I found a new love and a new place to dwell where teardrops ain't soaking the floor.